Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. This is going to be December 4... Oh, that's not right. Uh, December 16th, 2019. It's going to be one of the last episodes where the whole team gets to be together! Woo. By the whole team, I mean with me, Tyler Vitito. I have Glenn Houston, the woofer. Ha 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 Hey. And Nickel, how's it going, boss? Alright. Can't complain. Okay, just, good just confidence. Yeah. <laughs> no complaints here. No it's not all right it's you know it's the podcast of the year kind of chat you know uh what's the what's, what's the meme uh meme of the year 2019 pressure suddenly on you nick um i mean there's a lot of discourse on the interwebs regarding the meme of the year um mm. and oh is there really yeah no there's actually like uh, especially on reddit there's serious discourse and there's a lot of like it's essentially turned into civil war with the intellectual memers and then the shit post memers uh, like, should, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. going with things like that, that were run out of fashion really quick, like, okay, boomer. And then the intellectual memers arguing about the meme of the decade <laughs> rather than the meme of the year, arguing about like <laughs> Pepe being the meme of the year, uh, decade, um, because of how oh, versatile, uh, Pepe is. Am I, have I gotten old? Have I missed this entire thing? I thought it like everybody's like, Oh, it's the two angry white chicks poking, you know, pointing at the angry cat meme, and I was like, no, I guess, I guess it's something else. I think no, I agree with that. Ah, uh, it's I so mean, flexible. It's, it's, it's you, can solid, what, no, I, you can put whatever agree, you no, want in there. You know, I agree, but it's not. I I don't know if that's enough for meme of the year, though. Well, I feel I'm talking like about it, meme of the decade. I feel like it's just so flexible. You oh well, can do but meme of the decade. It. That's true, but meme of the decade would also you'd also have to take into consideration things that have like tre persisted over the years, and there are a few memes that have persisted over the last few years, like like that little baby. Uh, my personal vote would always be, be just because I'm a degenerate is for the John Cena meme. Yeah, okay. like okay, that, okay. that, that gets a that. chuckle out of me all the fucking like you know every the, single time. You know the one of the soccer coach coming. where he's like, yeah, and then it just instead of him just like yelling somebody animated like super saiyan energy coming off of him well so actually if you go that's to my favorite one of all time so there's good. a subreddit uh called r super saiyan gif i'm pretty sure um it's probably super saiyan awesome gifs ones. and uh, there's just a collection on there you can find yeah that's that was my vote on twitter this week for the best sports meme or the best sports gif of the it, okay, I was gonna say, is there a voting process for all of this? Like, is there? A, <laughs> well, there's no official uh, process. So no, here's what just I like post your favorite ones. <laughs> we found the meme international international meme institute, IMI, uh, and mm. we created an official committee uh, made up of delegates Us? from across the world. Um, mm-hmm. But we're in charge. Then we'll um, do the uh, the BB uh, BBMA, the Big Brain Memes Awards. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yes, and then we'd have to go through like a rigorous round robin tournament selection process. And this just sounds like the IPL meme. running rugby in okay, the world. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm in. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's my idea. 2020, don't steal it. Otherwise, we'll not do anything because we don't actually have that much money to sue you. <laughs> that is true. That that's actually very true. But uh, but we have it on audio, so patent is this is a verbal patent. Um, so yeah. it is the our idea. Proof of concept. Twelve yeah. seventeen, yeah. twelve fourteen, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. The third podcast of the Casual Master Quest uh, Network is uh, we're gonna build the the IMA. What did you call it? The International Meme IMA Institute. Inter- yeah, <laughs> International Meme Institute. <laughs> Where we uh, we we sort through, we review, we approve, we shut down. 
Okay, yeah. Uh, Put everything on like a sliding s- 10 point grading scale. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, Nick, how, how's your week been going, man? Um, I've really not been doing much except game and just, I'd like, I can't, I went out with friends maybe two or three times, mostly because, um, they've only just finished exams and like projects and stuff. And I've been done for like two weeks now. So it's really like, I've been a little bored, but it's been kind of nice, but also stressful not having anything to wake up for because I, I think it happened initially where I panicked thinking that I was late for something uh, like well well there was one thing there was one thing but then uh, more specifically I thought I was late for class or I missed a deadline or you know uh, because I've been doing that now for like the last four months and also for like the last I don't know fucking five and a half years so it was just strange being able to sleep without worrying um, <laughs> right you almost feel guilty I'm like yeah yeah <laughs> um, like what was I supposed to give my soul to today? And it's like, what? Nothing. The hell is this? Capitalism? Or <laughs> I mean, that's all about to start again next month, so it's it's fine. But you know, so like I'll be back to normal. But um, only one more time. Only one more semester. Well, until I sign up for a corporation, you know, and then sign up to a corporation, and then I'm just like, you know, then it's a career of soul sucking. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least it's consistent oh, soul man. sucking. It's not like my teammate's gonna contact me at two a.m. Like, hey, by the way, I know this is due at eight in the morning, but I haven't done my shit. Like, well, okay, cool, I'll just do it. Uh, you know, at least there's some consistency with the uh, you know corporate soul sucking. Uh, yeah. But beyond that, I've just been doing some Christmas shopping and just getting ready for the flight. Uh, this is gonna be a 19-hour journey going. Um, I'm flying from Oof. Vancouver to London. Uh, two and a half hour layover there and then London to Abu Dhabi and then coming back it's Abu Dhabi to London seven and a half hour layover there and then London to Vancouver Ooh. that sounds bad that sounds bad man <laughs> it's not okay it's not the worst because going two and a half hours fine whatever going I always have more energy so it'd be like I'd be able to and those two and a half hours go usually with security and going from one terminal to the other so it's not a big deal there the seven and a half right. hours at least I get a chance to stretch I get a chance to get out. I get it. it's and it's London, so there'll be a bar somewhere. And you can start <laughs> trying to get back on somewhat more normal time, because at least you'll be in a different time zone. So you can maybe get a head start on the jet lag. Yeah, because yeah. it'll be still there for eight hours across the world, though. Yeah, but it yeah. depends. Like, like it wouldn't matter. Screwed. Yeah, it wouldn't matter what time zone you're in. It depends on when you're landing, and I'm pretty sure I landed like noon or like eleven in the morning. So I can try to fall asleep or get some sleep on the flight going from London to Vancouver, and I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but then I also never fall asleep on flights, except for like the last 30 minutes of any flight. Whether it's a 14-hour flight, a 4-hour flight, a 6-hour flight, I fall asleep in the last 30 minutes, and then I wake up as we hit the runway. For me, so, it's like, I feel the plane take off, I go to sleep. Just straight out. Uh, <laughs> I just sleep the whole time. I am jealous, dude. I am jealous. I think it's because that the one flight from uh, Seattle back over to uh, Detroit, it was like five or six hours. And uh, because I got some child birthing hips uh, that, you know, were a little too wide. Plus, you know, I'm fat. Uh, I had a very uncomfortable time in that, you know, child seat that they put right. me in on that fucking airplane. And it, it was just miserable for me. I could not nap during that unless I had like maybe a bike it in or something. But hey, I had to work the same day I came and touched the ground. 
Right, now imagine yeah, if uh, um, I took the 14-hour flight from Seattle to Dubai. Sure, it's a shorter trip, but 14 hours in a flying metal tube, 5,000, whatever, I'm sure that's wrong, but 5,000 miles in the air, or whatever it is, you know, it's 100% wrong, but that's just the number I'm going with, because that's what it like feels like. It's like 30 or 40,000 feet. <laughs> you're, you're never going to know. Okay, listen, if that thing's ever going down, you're not going to be concerned about how high up in the air you are. If I was 5,000 miles up, I'd be hanging out at the moon, so I don't think I'm going down anytime <laughs> soon. There's a reason okay, I dropped now, the sciences. I was going to say, I, I was already questioning Nick's, like, uh, because the circumference of the Earth, and I guess we're going to start pulling numbers out of all of our asses, is about 25,000 miles. Sure. Uh, so the 5,000 is kind of iffy, but sure, I'll work with it. But then he says 5,000 when I'm pretty sure it's in the millions to the moon. It's like... Yeah, no, it's 238,900 okay. miles to the moon, so... It wouldn't be close but, to the moon, but I think you'd be well out of the atmosphere. <laughs> Probably. But, I, I mean, the big thing you got to worry about is once you touch down, because, like, over there, it's going to be, like, 250 degrees Celsius. It's going to be god-awful. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually going to be, like, 90 Fahrenheit. Oh, I get to make a random number here, and it gets taken serious by everybody. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, I don't understand. We'll play this Nine thousand degrees. I don't understand humor. Um, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna. But like seriously, it's gonna be like ninety Fahrenheit. Five thousand degrees. Are you trying to cremate a Goliath? Yes. What's going on here? Stone skin my ass. <laughs> I use stone endurance. I melt stones. <laughs> okay, not much I can do there. <sighs> yeah, you, you fall in lava, make a constitute. I, I use stone endurance. That might. Yeah, you get a D10 off of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Happy birthday. Glenn, how's your week been? Good. Uh, kind of weird. Um, a lot of friends having weird life events and things that they're like super stoked about, but for whatever reason, I'm really, really pensive and apprehensive about them. My sister in law got married. She eloped. Uh, and that was. Weird to hear about, and just this morning I found out that my wife is now going to be gone for over half of Christmas break, so she can be back to be there for the reception that was planned less than a month before we're going. Wait, so so your sister-in-law? Yeah, so my wife's sister. Yeah. Okay, I was okay. a little. I was okay. I was. I'm glad you clarified that because I was thinking, okay, your brother's wife eloped with somebody else no. that that was no. that was what i first processed when when i heard that okay so yeah and it wife, didn't bother me except for the yeah. fact that the point of this holiday season was that we were gonna not travel for the first time in four years right like we were like we're staying home and then she's like i'm getting married oh also i'm having the reception on new year's day and i want everyone here <laughs> and so my father-in-law called this morning, or texted this morning, was like, hey, I'll buy the ticket for you, Sarah. Not once did they offer for me to come as well. And I was like, cool. All right, I guess I'll just hang out here from the 26th until the 1st by myself. Sweet. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so that that was fun to find out this morning. But I am happy that my wife will be able to be there to celebrate with her sister. So that'll be cool um, for them. Is 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 this the episode where we can start slamming things about our family because if so i'm, I'm down i'm down the clown oh, I'm ready. it's just super fresh because it happened like two hours ago <laughs> uh oh but. i mean i'm okay with passive aggressive but if we if we, if we want to start talking shit just burn this bridge down i don't oh, think yeah. legally Nick i'm to allowed to <laughs> legally yeah you're you're yeah legally you're i'm not playing, allowed to my dad's an Arab, Arab you're playing, prince so he is 
No, Ooh, he's not. Yeah, don't do that right before you're about to fly over. I, I was mean, like, he might be what? In his head. Your dad is an air prince. <laughs> I'm friends with a prince. Wow. Is the son of a prince also a prince? That's why I never trust his emails. Son of a prince also a prince. Sure. Yes. Yeah? The answer is yes, Sweet. actually. Uh, cool. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love it. Learn something new every day. That's awesome. You're a prince. Yep. Sure, let's... Yeah. <laughs> you're, a, you're a prince, Eddie. <laughs> LR, the artist a, formerly a known as Prince. You're a, <laughs> a prince and a stinking good one at that. I like your Hagrid. Oh. But yeah, that's that's all that's been going on with me outside of gaming. Uh, just uh, real, I am excited though. Uh, I did book some work too, so I'm gonna be working on a nice. uh, TV commercial as a production assistant um, Sunday and Monday. So tomorrow and the next day. So I swear I could have yeah, I could have a do. career in production like that if I wanted. I have too many friends in the industry, but like I don't like inconsistent hours at all. So says the streamer. Either. Yeah, well, that's why I set hours and I usually <laughs> stick to them, you know. Right. So anyway, true, true. Like I got confused because uh, I what days of the week do you stream WoW and what days are you doing like Stardew Valley? Uh, Monday and Fridays are supposed to be Stardew, <laughs> but like this Friday, I didn't he- I didn't see uh, anybody that I normally play with on Fridays. Mondays for sure. Um, but that's why I'm kind of pissed that I'm missing Monday for work because that's the day I look forward to most of the week. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and then like Thursday afternoon. Thursday, it'll be like Wild Classic or T- League or TFT or something. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my wife saw that you're streaming WoW yesterday, which uh, for the audio listeners in the podcast, Friday, and she started shouting. She's like, what the f- is she on or is he on WoW? And I'm like... <gasps> Why, is he supposed to be starting Valley? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, normally so, I, I have no been, idea. But the only, yeah, the reason I did it yesterday is because uh, I started a little late. And then also um, my one of my buddies that plays, who doesn't usually reach out to me very often to play, was like, hey, I'm going to get on. Do you want to join me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds great. So that's the only reason it changed. So I'm sorry to Amanda because <laughs> I definitely didn't mean to make <laughs> Why is he on WoW? <laughs> it, it, it's funny. That is funny. funny. Uh, over. Uh, speaking of Amanda, I've been trying to get her the ultimate Christmas gift, and I'm not going to be able to get it to her. I tried so hard. I'm giving up. Maybe I'll convince myself to go back into it. It just it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. It's been frustrating. Mm. I wanted to get her a shiny Charmander on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. But there's a couple of problems with that. And it's really, really fucking frustrating. Uh, you know, completing the Pokedex to get that shiny charm that gives you like the sweet chances. I'm using the Masudo method, which is taking the foreign Pokemon, in this case, a German Ditto. And I've been breeding, char- like, I think I'm somewhere around four or 500 Charmanders so far hatched. And I've gotten shit out of it. And uh-huh. it's been hair ripping. Meanwhile, like at this point, because uh, shiny Charmanders, uh, the color schematic for the Charmander isn't that different. So I've been kind of paranoid. It's like, ooh, that could be a shiny one. It's like, nope, that's just the normal palette of orange. And it's been freaking me the fuck out. And so I Googled, you know, shiny Charmander sword and shield. There's a motherfucker on eBay that was selling it for like 10 bucks. And I, I had to think, man, I had to think. I was like, not that you bad. Know, it's not I, bad. Yeah. Ten dollars, you know, it won't have my name for the original trainer, but who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know, at that point, because yeah. I've put 
15 hours into getting the Charmander. 15 hours. Okay, look so at it this way. So do the thing where you just run around that loop and pick them up and drop them off and do that for 15 <sighs> hours? I saw a streamer doing that with like hours. 450 people watching him. I was like, how does this guy partner with... He just literally runs in a circle. Because he just talks I, I should have streamed it. Yeah, you okay, should. I, mean, I should have fucking you can streamed do it. it. I got in subs. You. Turn the sub money into eBay money and then buy the fucking shiny. Okay, Yo. listen. Here's here's the... Look at it from a labor point of view. At this point, yeah. you've done 15 hours with no returns. So you're basically... Yeah. It's forced, uh, forced labor. Whereas there's an ethically sourced shiny charm that you could get for a small amount of money. How do you so, know it's ethically sourced? Because, because somebody else put the work, but they're offering it up for money. So in my head... What if they just, like, game sharked it or some shit? Uh, because that is possible. What if they stole it if their kid had the game and they were like, all right, Listen, I don't have all the answers, you okay? Your allowance. I don't have all the answers. I just learned about labor law in the 1913 in Greenwich Village, New York. All right? So let's... You know, I'm just offering one point of view. You're not wrong. It is Glenn, a simple... Now you got it in my head. Answer. It's like... This is some father who's trying to, you know, get us cracked. So he traded off his son's shiny Charmander <laughs> that he got. And, you, know, you only get the normal one. Daddy needs some, you know... <laughs> Rolls up to the, the dealer. Pot. Yes, I'll Papa have needs one some crack, powder. please. <laughs> You imagine like you some guy trains. walking down the street with a trench coat and he's like, hey, want a shiny? And just pulls like <laughs> pictures of these different Pokemon. They're like, $10 a piece, two for 15. Daddy needs to do lines. I got to ride the rail, baby. Can you imagine oh hunting God. shiny Pokemon for illicit drugs? Now I'm worried. Now I, I can't do it anymore. It's like at this point, like the nice thing is the only time I've done it. Well, I've done it, you know, at my house. I've done it when I'm on the road in the passenger seat. And so I'm still making money in real life, but like less than like half an hour's worth of work of spinning in that circle, I could have bought it. I could have done it. But now it's like this, this Charmander is worth more than just my time. It's worth more than money. Also, she's not playing Sword and Shield anymore. So fuck it. It's like, why should I do it? What's the point? <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to do it because it was the first shiny I was going to get since uh, gold and silver. First off. And so it's like, it was, it'd be cool to finally catch a shiny Pokemon for the first time in like 15 years. Let's make the jump. And it hasn't happened. It didn't happen. And so it's at this point, it's like, is it worth it? Meanwhile, there's motherfuckers on Twitch like, <laughs> I got my shiny Ponyta after only 37 hatches. And it's like, well, I mean, that's how probabilities work, right? If it's one in a yeah. thousand, it doesn't like decrease. It just it's every time it hatches, yeah. it's one in a thousand. I, uh, so, I circumstances. golden pearls in Feathermoon for probably 15 or 16 hours of gameplay, and I've gotten two. Another guy I know, the first one he opened in-game at, like, level 10, whenever you first find giant clams, golden pearl. First one. Fuck. Normal situation, about a 1 in 4,000 chance of getting a shiny. Getting special things that lower that down with the method, Masuda method, and the shiny charm, 1 in 512. I'm at like 400 Charmanders. Hey, you're almost at 512. You're almost there. You'll get it in that 100. So you're telling something. me if I get uh, 512 uh, Charmanders, the 512th will be the shiny? No, well, there's I, a chance. I, I'm saying if you get there and you don't have it, then you can say, all right, it's not worth it anymore. That's then true, officially, too. you've gotten past, you're worse than the odds if you continue, you know? Right. So uh, I'll make you guys a crazy deal, then. Okay. I got, uh, right now, live, I have 11 days until Christmas. I'll get the uh, 512. Shouldn't be hard. You know, a couple more hours. 
And if I don't get it on the 512th, I'll eat the cartridge. Show my love. I'm not taking that deal because you failed every time you made that deal. And I've not yet seen you eat a pen, a lay, and I'm not going to see you eat that cartridge. I was, I was, I thought you were going to be like, I bet you guys, if I don't get it, but also Tyler, then maybe you guys buy me the shiny (laughs) and I'd be like, I'd chip in five bucks for that. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) But Tyler, would you actually eat the cartridge that you completed the Pokedex on? Shit. I'll eat Amanda's (laughs) cartridge, show dominance. (laughs) Then give her mine. Big brain. There we go. There we go. All right. Shit, I shouldn't have given that uh that <laughs> that copy of Pokemon Sword over the Brandon. I could have eaten I could have eaten the first one and kept the second one. <laughs> <sighs> I'm such a I'm such a fool. Okay, yeah. So plans back on. I won't eat the cartridge. Uh Nick, since you've called me out of my bullshit, successfully granted, what would you say is a fair alternative? Uh you do it another five hundred and twelve times. Because you love your wife and you'll do anything to get her that shiny Charmander. But that's a thousand and twenty-four egg hatches. You know how many? I can only hold thirty Pokemon in a box. You know how many boxes oh, I'm gonna have okay. to fill up? You know what? You know what? You know what? I agree with Nick on what? this in chat. Shave your shave. Just commit. Just commit. Shave your beard. You wouldn't so have to Nick eat commit. anything. It'll grow back. Just so just commit. <laughs> commit. I'll, I'll do it eat too. Eat the hair afterwards. I'll do it. Oh god. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of problems with this, Nick. Uh, both Nicks. Uh, so double two times Nick and Glenn. Uh, my wife is the one I is the reason why I keep this beard. So if I say, "Honey, I'm gonna get you that shiny Charmander," or I shave my entire body, like you know, we're gonna ignore the whole the Brazilian wax thing, the you know, idea that's gonna happen down there too. Uh, she's gonna be even more mad at me. So it's like I'm either gonna give her a Pokemon she's probably not gonna use ever. Or I just make her completely miserable by going a full hitman. But then it's a show of dedication and it's all going to grow back anyways. Why don't you just like, I don't even know. Tyler, if you wanted to buy it from eBay, you already would have. You really don't want to buy it. See, the fact that you haven't bought it from eBay yet means that you really want to get it yourself. You want to earn it. So either you earn it or commit to the full, full smooth. Ooh, here we go. (laughs) No, don't commit to the full smooth. Either you, here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. The, the chemo Ken doll. Uh. You, if you don't, if you get to 512 and you haven't caught it, then you have to put up your favorite Pokemon on the trade house or whatever it is. The wonder trade? Yeah. Like just send out your favorite Pokemon as instead of shaving your face. Just Something- fully eat your Pikachu with the light ball. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that Pikachu. Exactly. That my child. Why can't I just give it to Amanda? But is it a, chi- a shiny Charmander? I'm broken. <laughs> Look at me. I'd rather shave the beard. All right, I want so, that Pikachu. Okay, so commit full smooth. Oh. <laughs> can we make it one or the other? That way I can flip a coin or something. Yeah, we'll hammer out the details later. Yeah. But these okay. are your options. We've discussed, I think, a plethora of options, and mm. now you have something to choose from. Yes. I'll agree to the devil's contract, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> By the way, I can't make it to the conference. <laughs> wait. So, wait, 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 wait. Just to make sure, I have to hit 512, and if I don't get it, I have to do those things? Can't I just, can I continue the catch or try to get Shiny Charmander? or is it just a I full stop? I think that would be option three. 
Yeah, in my mind. So okay, the the you can't the, you the can't say I'm, yeah you can't say I'm not generous. There are three options. It's like Either do the, the beard, give away the Pokemon, or continue suffering trying to find the Charmander. I'm, I okay, like that so better. first addendum is I have to under any circumstances, or you know, let's say I do all you know all of them. Uh, I have to get to 512 eggs to complete the full one out of 512 chance. On top of that, if at that point I can either do one of the two options of true suffering or i can continue the quest and try to like is there a deadline do i have to do this by christmas chris nick is fucking nodding his head of course what's, uh, what's if the, the point if there's the no time was getting the charmander for amanda for christmas so that too I, yeah you have till eleven forty-five p.m christmas day est okay uh and oh, beyond that CST for him since that's where he is right no he's in eastern Oh, you're Eastern? Eastern, yeah. Yeah, oh, Michigan's okay. Eastern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Also, I am now the proud owner of uh, two Hero Forge figurines now. Uh, nice. Both bronze. I'm very happy. I got Nox, uh, which is a, uh, a sorcerer that will be dipping into Hex- Hexblade Warlock, provided it, uh, they don't get killed. Bless them. Uh, <laughs> hence the shield on this little one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know, all it takes is for Tyler to be broken over Christmas. Go full uh, shave head. Uh, and then I have uh, Ushrix. Ushrix is uh, a... Uh, technically, Nick doesn't know this yet, but Ushrix is uh, multiclassed as Bard and uh, Shadow Sorcerer. And uh, so you got a little guitar on one side. Looks pretty cool. And then a little flaming skull in the hand. It looks the pretty Fender cool. even... Hell yeah! What, I didn't what, even know you could do that. What race is Ushrix? Uh, like uh, half elf, uh, draw descent. Why? What's up? No, I was just curious. I never knew officially. Bar like Brom will never know, but yeah, I was just curious. I mean, Brom could know. All he has to ask. Not on his mind. Okay. 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 Is there anything we want to talk about before we go into the show? Because this is. A video game podcast. No, I'm down to talk about video games. Oh, okay. I, I, I was 50 50. You know, let's talk about taxes. Don't know what those are. Oh, fair. That's right. Oh, you That's pay right. taxes. You pay more taxes than we do. Well, I mean, I've never had I to mean, file he, taxes yet. You've never had, had to had file had taxes, but you know what taxes are. What are taxes? I'm Canadian. <laughs> just messing with you. Also, I looked it up just so you know. It's 62 miles to get out of the Earth's atmosphere. Thank you, Glenn. I know that the, that the break really pass. Matter, what is it? The, the stratosphere or something like that? Whatever the last one is. <laughs> okay, I, I, just, I, I won't. Mesosphere, stratosphere, uh, atmosphere, layers. So, uh, instead of talking about taxes, <laughs> the game where the the government knows how much uh, you owe them, but they're going to hold more money, and you got to guess. And if you're wrong, you go to prison. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> let's not go to prison. Let's talk about video games now. There's a couple of games that uh, we got to play together. The first one I'm going to say is League of Legends. Shout out to uh, Brandon, Glenn, and I. Uh, we got to play some League together. Uh, they tried luring me into team fight tactics. Did not succeed. Uh, I still have no idea what the fuck auto chest is or you know anything that's uh, detailed behind it. But uh, They tried luring yeah, me I'm into scared. League of Legends too, and it didn't work. Okay, we were trying to guilt you, and... Despite the circumstances, you, you you resisted. Yeah, they're not really. 
I don't feel guilty not playing it. I'm more worried that it's kind of like the Stardew Valley thing where I don't play it for like the first five months, but then once I touch it, I'm like all in, like horrifically all in. And <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to play League of Legends that hardcore. And yeah. that game is <clears throat> the thing. But I think another game, uh, Nick and I got to play some Halo Reach together. That's me. That That's you. Uh, you've been playing uh, quite a bit of multiplayer too, I heard, right? Yes. Um, and it feels fucking good. It's and it feels so fine. I and I can't explain why. I mean, I, there there are reasons and why I it feels can't good. Just explain the feeling. Ooh. But it like Halo Reach multiplayer really shows its age. Um, there are plenty of things that are that we would consider normal now or lacking back then. Mind you, this is a game that came out in 2011. I'm pretty sure. So there's like there's no sprint. You you can't always sprint. It has to be like an armor uh, ability. Um, you can't clamber like automatically mantle on like if you jump halfway up a ledge, it's not gonna pull you up automatically. Um, hip fire. Hip fire is almost mandatory for a lot of the guns, and it freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, that's how it used to be. That's how Halo used to be. There's no uh, unless the gun has a scope, and uh, the Magnum is the only exception, which is the pistol. Um, all guns are hip fire. Everything else uh, with the scope, you can you know ADS aim down sights. Um, and if you take damage while you're doing the aim down sights, it takes you out of it. So yeah. you, that's why a lot of people don't sniping. do it unless it's a, exactly unless it's a sniper. If you're using the DMR, uh, which is a uh, semi-auto rifle, uh, people mm. are just hip firing even halfway across the fucking map. <clears throat> um, and it it feels good. Time to kill is a lot higher than you know the games that I play, like Call of Duty. Like not that I play Call of Duty, but in comparison to Call of Duty or Destiny, Time to Kill is a lot higher. But it still feels good. And it's hard to explain why right now. I just can't put it into words. Uh, but I'm just happy because we're going to see, I think, at least we're going to see a staggered release of all the Halo games on PC leading up to um, Halo Infinite. But we didn't play multiplayer together, Tyler. We What's Halo Infinite? We played campaign. Halo Infinite is the new uh, Halo game coming out uh, with the launch of uh, the uh, Xbox Project X, which we'll talk about later. <clears throat> right. The, the Halo to finish the fight. Am I right, guys? We're gonna finish the fight, right, guys? I mean, right? I don't know. If finish they wanna, the fight. I don't know if they want to lose that cash cow. So, <laughs> uh, we're gonna. Uh, yes, Nick, <laughs> you and I got to play the campaign, and this was my first time ever playing Halo Reach. How was it for you? Because I, uh, I played the Halo Reach campaign over and over, plenty of times. Uh, so I'm curious to hear more about like how the game was for you. So we've, I think we talked about it before. The last time I played a Halo game, besides my five, 10 minutes on ODST on the 360 I own, uh, I haven't touched it since Halo 3. And we talked, well, actually, we talked about this previous episode. I'm not going to go in the full thing. Playing campaign with you, uh, I initially played it with uh, Nick and Brandon. So, you know, shout out to them. Uh, we had some wild times. Uh, I'm pretty sure we killed each other quite a few times. It was comical because uh, when you kill another player, it gives you the option. It's like, do you want to forgive them? Or do you want to say, fuck their shit and kick them out of the game? And, you know, there's been a couple of times like, I can think, you know, roll the dice, see what happens. No, I'll forgive them. <laughs> uh, but when you and I played, it felt smoother than I would have have given it credit for. Maybe it's because yeah, you did most of the driving and whatnot, and you know I have the like in real life I have a CDL Class A, but when I'm in Halo I have like a golf cart license. <laughs> it's like I can't drive worse shit. 
uh, let alone, you know, fly uh, any of that stuff. And, uh, but playing with you, uh, it, I might have been carried a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but it, it was fun. It was fun because not only did I got to experience it, you were giving me history lessons about, you know, different things that was going on. Uh, for example, glassing. Uh, later that night, I started Googling, you know, what the hell is glassing in the Halo Reach thing and about this process where the Covenant would just essentially use plasma to smooth over an entire planet. And it was weird to see that for the first time in a video game, a Halo game specifically, obviously. But uh, seeing cool shit like that, uh, the storyline was for for its age, pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, I think when I played it, I didn't think too much of it. Like when I first played it, uh, like the voice acting didn't really stand out as weird. And now, like like looking back at it and playing again, some of the voice acting and like the cutscenes and stuff is strange. Oh, it's it's. It's comically bad, yes. And for sure. <laughs> but then like in game when you're getting lines from everybody else, that's not been bad. <clears throat> that's been pretty good and spot on, like a you know, standard, you know, military direction. Um and the, some of the graphics do hold up, I'd like to think. Like there's clearly like you it's a port. There's no there's no like there's no it's just a port. And some of the graphics have not aged well, some of it has. But I think in game it's not been too like when you're actually playing the game. The cutscenes and the cinematics have been you know, like, you can tell this is an age game, but, like, actually playing the game, it, it looked better than I was expecting. Um, Did it come yeah. out for the 360 or the 1? 360. Okay. Then, yeah, uh, for a 360 game, the, this looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it, it, like I've seen plenty of games that came out from, what, 2011 that has aged very, very poorly. Like, bad, bad. Uh, shout out to Skyward Sword. Uh, but... This game has done an amazing job keeping itself up. Uh, it definitely could have used a nice, uh, I don't know, a Halo treatment or, you know, the, a retreatment, if you will, uh, add extra things in it. Uh, right. I wanted to also clarify. Sorry. Um, I got yes. it wrong. It came out in 2010, September 2010. Whoa. Okay. It's still, still Even more impressive. Yeah. Nine years old is still holding it as good as uh, it would have given it credit for. Like, the only other game I can think of that's held that well in my head that I've uh, played was, like, Dead Space. Uh, Dead Space is almost uh, 10, 12 years old, and it's, it's still pretty good, actually, despite, you know, the age. Uh, Nick's also saying Last of Us, but Last of Us has gotten more ports than I have family members. So, like, can, can you really Remastered, say yeah. it's... Yeah, like, the original, very original uh, PS3 version, Nick, uh, like, maybe, but, but, uh... Yeah, I had a good time. I don't like the controls whatsoever uh, on the controller. Like uh, tossing, like hitting G to toss a grenade was frustrating. Uh, like I trying to switch weapons and whatnot beyond wads and reloading. If I could do just that in Halo, I would have been golden. <clears throat> but you know, every once in a while, I want to toss a grenade. I want to switch out my weapon and stuff. And I, you know, I'm sure it was configurable. You know, changes and stuff. But if that's their default, it's like. They had the Q or QA test that, right? They they did, and I think the issue is uh, because because it is configurable, and because there's so few things you can do as compared to like other action adventure games that are out right now. Uh, that's why they left it as is, and they're like, all right, just change it however you feel like it. Um, but no, I agree. Like some of the default mapping is confusing. Um, but you know that's again one of those things where it's kind of like what are you what are you gonna do with a port because these games weren't made for PC and um, you also have to remember Halo Reach did not come out with the original Master Chief Collection 
Um, mm. it, it did launch December 3rd everywhere on the Master Chief Collection on consoles and also on PC. Um, that's how they, so they were probably working on bringing that over for both. And that's why they're working on the ports for the other, uh, remaining games, uh, to be bought in. I think the one thing that's really messing with me is that chronologically reaches the first of all the games that came out, right? Yes. Uh, and with that, this is the only Halo game where I've actually retained more than like 1% of the story. Like Halo 3, I, I can tell you the, let me tell you the plot, my friend, from all the mass knowledge I remember. Hey, welcome to the jungle. New race. Uh, there's a ring. I, I seriously, that's all I remember. Dual I wish needlers. There was more. Dual needlers. <laughs> there's there's hammers. There's hammers. Grab hammers. Gravity hammers. <laughs> yeah, and Halo Reach does have the best story of all of them, and I think, or at least the way it tells the story, because like a few other series or franchises, um, a lot of the story is built in um, books and items that you find in game. Um, and Halo 1, 2, and 3 kind of have a linear story that you'd have to play through all of them to kind of like fully piece together. And Halo 1, uh, sorry, Halo Reach sort of kickstarted all of that. And it wasn't included mm. initially because Ma Master Chief is not in the game. In it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah this is my, well, technically my <laughs> first game that I played without Master Chief in it, which is kind of weird. I didn't think about it. I guess, uh, like, he wasn't really plot important to me, so it's whatever i kind of feel bad saying that now that i think about it but yeah i did not care that master chief was not in this game or he wasn't i didn't notice was he in this game and i didn't notice nick uh legally i'm not allowed to tell you until you finish the game so what games have you played nick uh beyond halo i have not touched destiny at all this week you, oh, you're on the first step, my friend. You're going to yeah. be free soon. Yeah, I didn't want to touch the new season until I came back, and I've been hearing good things about it, so I'm excited. Um, I nice. have been playing a lot of Gears 5. I talked about it a little bit last week, and mm -hmm, here's mm -hmm. here's my take on Gears 5. Um, I fucking love it. <gasps> uh, it's, it is the most colorful Gears that has been made so far. Now, for anybody vaguely familiar about the gears of war uh world it's there's a species that lives underneath the planet and they're fighting for the right to survive or like they're fighting for space and they just showed up one day and started fucking shit up and killing everybody and gears has always had like a very dull drab bleak gory like color yeah, palette gray and tan uh gray tan reds like just you know death destruction and it's just been very like sad and depressing and dark um but then gears 5 is there even a tree in the first gears of war game a tree yeah there are a few trees whether they have leaves or not okay. i don't know yeah like i said no leaves <laughs> no green uh yes nick they do have all 50 shades of gray um and with i've read something with this game so there uh the gears of war games they split into um acts so each game would usually have between four to five acts and with each each of them having their own chapters and this game has four acts two of them play very similarly to how gears of war games have gone uh where you it's a very linear uh you can kind of explore but not really uh like you get your mission and you just go in a linear path and progress the story forward killing enemies um right and the whole foundation of Gears was its forced usage of uh, cover, of tactical cover and moving and rotating around the, the battle areas. Um, and I mentioned last week, you could still be very aggressive and just run into things, like into the fight with a shotgun out, you just have to be smart about it. 
Like you have to right. like you make sure that you're getting into cover at the right times and rotating around the enemies in the right areas, and you can still go and be aggressive and just shoot people in the face with a shotgun. Absolutely doable. But then two of the acts in this game are open world. What? They give you. They is, give you. Uh, is like, that allowed? Yes, it is. Apparently, they give you a. Oh. They give you like this. Um, uh, they call it a skiff. It's like this sled with a with a parachute like a parasail and then you just like roam around the fucking world with it and why it's the most colorful is because one is set in a snowy area and the other is set in a desert with like bright red sand and it is absolutely beautiful how much the campaign has changed because from gears 4 uh to now as well they've added like a lot more greener areas like a lot of lush greener rich areas waterfalls and beautiful like old ruins with that have been you know overgrown and they're collapsing um and you just like they've expanded on the color palette and the open world areas have their issues there's really not much to do except maybe one or two like side missions like secondary quests but they've added some element of like open world to it while retaining the feel of a traditional gears of war game and it was a it was a well done risk like they mm. they did it well like sure yes moving forward if they were to continue with the open world elements they need to be more like you know think of fucking any like breath of the wild fucking assassin's creed like you know things to like light up the areas to make the whole map visible little side quests to do little fucking dungeons Mm -hmm. um you know there's plenty you know things that you could borrow from other games that they could add in but for a first foray into an open world action adventure (laughs) game i think they did it quite well and then they also added rpg light elements so you don't actually have like character levels, but you have a robot companion with you throughout that you can tell to like go fetch that ammo crate from across the map and bring it to me because I'm out of ammo or go shock that guy or go hack that guy. or you know, So it's like and they've given him like you can find components in the world to like upgrade his talents. And so the things that the coalition have done have fit in very well into the world of Gears of War without changing the core gameplay. And the story has been fucking fantastic, and for the I'm voice acting is really good too. Laura voice Bailey killed it has, on. Uh, oh. Apparently, she didn't win any awards at the game. Like she literally opted. I think she knew she wasn't going to win, and so she opted to go play D anD D with Critical Role instead of go to the game <laughs> awards. Like, wait, who did? Laura Bailey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Sorry, I'm going to the game awards," and then I saw something a couple days ago that because I don't watch Critical Role because I can't watch something without watching all of it and there's too much to watch uh and she was like you know like laura bailey bails on blah 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 to play critical role and i was like oh dang <laughs> but laura bailey is the um the main is the protagonist for this the, game the female they've shifted. She's, oh she is the protagonist yeah essentially oh, because they've shifted focus uh this is not too much uh this is not a spoiler even uh, gears 4 was based on marcus phoenix's son um, as the protagonist mm-hmm. and Marcus Phoenix being the protagonist for the first three games. Um, and then Gears 5 shifts the protagonist to one of the uh, newer members that they, new characters they introduced in Gears 4. Her name in game is called Kate Diaz. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a fucking fantastic game. I love the story and I'm just excited to see what Gears 6 is gonna, gonna bring. This is uh, purely from Nick a campaign Le- point of view, mind you. I've heard plenty of issues with the PvP. Nick in the chat uh, helped me recognize uh, her name immediately by saying Nadine in Uncharted. I'm like, oh, her. Which I, I know is <laughs> no light bulbs over in your end, but for me, it's like, okay, yeah. Uh, I recognize the name Uncharted, but yeah, that's uh, that's really all the games I've been playing this week. 
Yeah. I was going to say, it's pretty amazing that they were able to kind of try and add a new element to a well-established game. Because that's something yeah. that a lot of people try to do. Outside of Zelda, not very many people are very successful at kind of adapting and changing an existing Yeah, because the community just chews them off. up. Yeah. yeah, they rip them up. So that's really cool. I'm glad that they're either they've done it in a way that's allowing them to embrace it so it can be gradual, or they've really found something that they recognize that their community wanted, which is cool. I think so, because they did a little bit more than just add, hey, you can drive a vehicle through this open area and explore as you wish. And they've mm -hmm. added like a few more things to like kind of build that depth and a solid foundation because it works really well. Like they've been like in the first open area, you can go around and absolutely face no enemies until you reach like points of interest. But in the second one, you can stop to explore like some like an old like war ruin or something. And you see an item and as soon as you pick it up, enemies appear. Like an actual, oh. like, action, you know? Um, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, so they built a foundation, and I hope they push that forward because hmm. it'd be really cool to see what they could do without... And, like, I, again, I like the RPG light elements with the robot, like, assistant. His name is Jack. And I hope it... I hope it sticks to that. Uh, like, hmm. again, a la, like, Legend, like, Breath of the Wild style. Like, I don't really see the need for them to include a RPG table or whatever, or like, you know, skill tree for the characters. Yeah. It doesn't need to be Diablo oh, or anything like that, yeah. Because then that'll just completely detract, it'll go on a complete tangent from Gears of War. Because that's not Gears of War. These are just soldiers who are battling with the weapons that they have and just communicating with their team members and working together as a squad, not like, hey, look at this fucking arm gauntlet that I picked up that can zap people from half a fucking mile away. No, that's not Gears of War. That sounds like Fallout. Oh, oh okay. I've never touched a Gears game ever Same. well it started out as an xbox exclusive right uh not still? the first one the first two no. the first one was on pc i don't know if the second one was on pc but the first one i mean was on playstation on though like are they not on, on playstation, PlayStation? yeah see, that's the thing Microsoft is i was always a sony yeah. boy so like i never played them yeah <laughs> now i kind of want to though <laughs> play anywhere Thanks, no i mean <laughs> play oh oh nick's given the uh hey game pass friend <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, ho, the game pass. Mm. Uh, Glenn, uh, what else uh, have you been playing besides the league? Uh, well, TFT, a little bit of TFT, which is uh, ah, yes, the yep. auto chess league, which I think is cool. Um, I am really happy with the fact that they've been very responsive to cheesy, cheesy, cheesy late like combos and stuff they've been good at being like oh people are using this really really cheap combo because they've started introducing some new elements with new elements or people that are going to try and cheese really strong shit so they've been good yeah. at being like all right tomorrow we're making a patch to make that not a thing anymore so that's been good wow um yeah it's really uh surprising like usually it takes weeks for <laughs> them to nerf something but yeah, like they're it, jumping it got to a point right where like, you could awesome. put two or three items on Olaf in a team of berserkers and he would just attack so fast and gain lifesteal and never die. Like, I mean, Olaf Ugh. does that already, but like it was like a, a hyper version of that. And uh, so that was terrible. But um, I've also been playing WoW Classic, finally did Molten Core. I talked to you guys a little nice. bit the other day. It was super fun. Uh, Congratulations. You got a sword. You I got, got the, the Obsidian yeah, Edge. The Obsidian Edged Blade. It is so pretty, and I love it. Uh, very happy with it. Um, and I think I told you this, yeah. too. We got the other part of the Eye of Shadow, and uh, our Holy Priest buddy went out and got Benediction. So 
He has this nice. super, super dope healing staff now. Yeah. Um, and it's that 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 uh, we've also joined a new guild that has an actual raid that they do weekly. So um, they do Sundays as Anixia, Wednesdays as Molten Core. Um, and then Stardew, of course. Uh, Stardew. Which we can all, you know, wait, Nick, do you have you ever played Stardew? No, I've actually never touched a, Stardew Valley. Okay, I think I've been trying really to get him to play it. for the longest time, but he's just—it's kind of like me with TFT. It's like you'd think with Nick being the kind of person he is, he'd he'd get into it, but mm-hmm. no, he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't care for Terraria. He doesn't I've care. I've never for, played Stardew Valley. Hate the game. Okay, fine. I'll stop being full of shit. The it's a bird sprite from Stardew Valley. Beats. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. So wait, you're lying then? You have played Stardew? I have like 120 hours in Stardew Valley. Oh great. Well, I'd love to play Four Corners with you sometime. Sorry, the I'm new, being a piece of shit. Dude, the new update is fire. Oh my god. It's amazing. Yeah. And I yeah. found out recently I have over 400 hours, and then we, Amanda checked her Ooh, time, wow. and she's over. Yeah, seven. don't ask Amanda. No, that's comparing sizes. You don't want to compare sizes with Amanda. Oh, no, because I can't. That's, she's Because that's 700 plus on one, on one platform. I didn't even True. think about that. She, that's just on she Steam. She does have it on Switch. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, oh, she's going to break card tables by dropping down the meat she got from that one. Oh, man. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but I love the new update. It's so good. And we've got a couple really useful mods. I finally put the uh, uh, the Collect with a Scythe mod on. Ha ha! Ha ha! It's so amazing. Uh-huh. Oh, it blew my mind as soon as I put it on. I was just like, wait, I don't have to click every single one of these things. I just swoop, done. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. But it's great. So I with the update that happened, I've been kind of getting a hankering myself. But unfortunately, I, I don't want to play single player again. I want to play yeah. with friends. True. Uh, the problem is though, the one person I know that would want to play with me consistently is my wife. Uh, however, she likes to play when uh, the moment I leave for work, and it's <laughs> like, Amanda, come on, you know, uh, I want to play. Hook with me you. up. Yeah, and you know. It's weird because we're like both on the other side of like a, a frosted glass, you know, hand on the 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 sheet, and it's like, baby, it's cold outside. Let me in. I want to play. All by myself. <laughs> However, there is a another person out there that uh, is a third shifter and has been taking the time to play with me whenever she gets the chance. Oh, nice! And I'd like to give a full shout out to Nikki, who. Uh, who, who who loves you know hang out and chatting with the team uh, you know sometimes is very busy but she's put away you know some time to spend with me and she's on her own thing i think she said she just hit the uh spring of her second year and uh she was confused because she didn't think that there was more than 10 levels in the mines and um, so i'm like we're gonna fucking go into the mines then 10 we levels play. yeah <laughs> and and then there's the desert <laughs> which they've added yeah. more to since the update <laughs> Well, the, the thing about Stardew Valley is, it like, you know, besides a couple of things, it doesn't really give you, like, a, a set pace. So if you True. just enjoy yourself and, you know, you fumble around, then, you know, you're still going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. But then there's fucking knuckleheads like me that is, like, you know, trying to read the Bible that is Stardew Valley and understand, I got to do this by this. You know, it's like, I got to do this by spring. got to do this by summer. Holy I don't have crap, my greenhouse done by the end of year one or by the end of fall year one. Are I'm you really trying? Quick. Are you a farmer? Yeah, it's like. Just uninstall. Just uninstall. What's the point? Yeah. Delete all your game data. <laughs> That's how I am, unfortunately. But you know, 
I just don't want to be bored time. during the winter time, man. The winter's so boring if you don't have a greenhouse. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's like, you can upgrade everything, but it's like, if you're going to spend every day in the mines, it's, yeah, I guess. That's you why can, you fish. You yeah, but fi fishing isn't even really all that profitable during the, the first winter. See, it but is, that's kinda. the problem, Tyler. You only think about profit. Just have fun what with am I the supposed game. To think of? Just have fun with the game. Have fun with fishing on Stardew Valley. You're right. I'm, You're right. I'm not. I'm Having not. Fun? Just to I'm be a, clear, I'm just giving Tyler oh, I'm shit. I'm a capitalist. I'm, sorry. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to shame 1%. anybody. If people want to like make money in Stardew Valley and that's fun for them, go for it. I'm just giving Tyler shit. That's why Tyler got burnt out. I mean, people did freak out that I got that ten million dollar clock by the beginning of year three. Like, fuck how the off. fuck did you do that? Yeah. What? Tyler's about efficiency. What? Granted, yeah. no. There was somebody that came in when I first started streaming Stardew that said if he didn't make between 75 and 100 million dollars every year, he was not enjoying the game. And I was like, what do you even buy for that much money? He was like, more stuff. And I was like, at that point, it's not even about buying. It's just about seeing that number at the end of the year and like, okay, I had fun. Like that's their fun for them, and I, if that's I, fun, I man. don't get it. But you know, I'm like props to them, kudos to them. Yeah, more to, more power to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it was getting the most expensive item in the game, right. and once I hit that, and I realized that there was nothing after that, I quit. It's like there is no more for me. Like, what am I gonna, Glenn? What, you realize that there's a certain point in the game where if the only thing you're doing is farming ancient fruits or star fruit, and then you just you got like making wine fifteen. Yeah, making wine, and that's all you do. It's not fun anymore. No, I mean, it's you're, not. You're, it turns into a weird tapper game, essentially. Except <laughs> I sleep, I sleep, I sleep. Wine, there's wine. Oh my god! And it's like <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's the cool it. thing. That's, I think is they've added a bunch of new end game content for the game with the new update. Like, you can add a new building once you kind of complete the community center. There's a new thing you can add other than Marnie's mom. Marnie's house? Right? Not Marnie. Buying a house for that lady. Peggy? What? Peggy. Peggy. Yes. Penny's mom. With her. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can I buy... I think Peggy is the mom. Oh, I said Penny. Is... Penny. Oh, Penny. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Penny's Penny, mom, Peggy. Peggy. Yeah, you're right. Great name choice, by the way, Peggy. <laughs> but yeah. So they added a bunch of new endgame content. There's a bunch of new stuff deep in the desert mine. Um, so that I'm really excited to get to that point. But that's part of the reason why I'm tampering, like temp, not tampering, tempering playing so regularly. Because I want to like, I want to like stretch it out a little bit this time. Because last time I finished everything in like a month and a half, you know. I can't blame you. Do, yeah. You know, don't do, don't do what I do. <laughs> don't, don't try to. <laughs> Don't try to go full efficiency. Just enjoy yourself. You know, take mm -hmm. your time. Like phew. certain benchmarks, I do love getting. Otherwise, you'll but. you'll turn into my wife. Actually, no. My wife is like the pure definition of taking your time and enjoying the game. Because if she has that many hours and she's still enjoying it, she's doing it right. Yeah. But me, you know, I you know, she, she's like a a hundred foot tall candle. She's just you know enjoying and letting it wick down. And I'm a blowtorch hooked up to like nuclear energy. <laughs> yeah, let's go, motherfuckers! America! America! Look how hot I got! Now I'm tired. <laughs> now, now I sleep again. <laughs> Why? Why? Until my. <laughs> Until the wine. More pots! More pots! Fresh pots! Fresh pots! That's what it is. 
I'm glad you guys understand me so much. Beyond that, though, uh, I got to play it. Uh, I got to beat Little Town Hero. Uh, it took Ooh. me about 16 hours to beat. And the final boss fight was actually kind of difficult. It was weird because, like, uh, I hit a certain point where I had almost all the skills upgraded, but not quite. But uh, it felt like you finally had your skills upgraded for a good fight because it seemed like the bosses always had one up on you. It's like, oh, I can do one or maybe two is it's to turn into attacks or whatnot to use against the enemy. And he's like, hi, I got five every turn. Fuck you. You know, three of them <laughs> have special effects that'll make your life miserable. And finally, I upgraded. It. It's like, well, no, fuck you. I can do the same thing. And the boss is like, well, fuck you. Now I can do ten. And it's like, motherfucker, just like... <laughs> Like, when the boss has infinite shield until you roll the dice right and land onto three different parts of the map just to get rid of that shield, and you gotta do that three times in a row, meanwhile the boss is trying just to beat sh the shit out of you and have you run out of ideas, essentially, because there is gonna be a hard point in that fight where you run out, you essentially run out of, uh, mana, if you wanna, you know, think of right. it in, like, that term. And once you do that, you're fucked. You, 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 you die, essentially, and... It was rough. Story plot, I thought I was picking back up, and then it went back to sleep again. And yeah. <laughs> but had a good time. Wasn't the best game. The battling was still, you know, best by far. I'm gonna let it, you know, let it lay the rest. Uh, and of course, I think I talked about enough about Pokemon Sword after my little uh, escapades trying to get the the shiny uh, Charmander. So, <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we scoot over to the modular segment? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Um, I, all I'm, oh yeah, no, I think me and Glenn had a small conversation about this. I just wanted to say it's not a game I've played this week, but I'm very excited for the upcoming Witcher Netflix series because I fucking love The Witcher 3 and Rick Cavill's a great actor and the, the snippets they've shown of the show so far, oh my fucking god. Oh, looks so good. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that kind of made me excited about it because... The only thing I really know Henry Cable from is, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Count of Monte Cristo. It was when, the when I first saw him, and I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, the I Man from Uncle. Watch The Man from Uncle. Okay. And then, and then Superman, of course. Um, but, like, I don't feel like Superman is an accurate representation of how good he of an actor is. No, I don't is. think, because he was but just giving same... lines to read. And yeah. <laughs> he played a good Clark Kent. He did fine. It was a bad film. Martha! He was not a bad actor. Yeah. Oh, we have the same. Wait, our moms have the same name. Oh. Anyway, that's, but the uh, the that's thing my that mom's got me, name, Martha Vitito. Actually, <laughs> but he uh, no. <laughs> but he um, there was a, a snippet of him talking about like creating the character in real life. Um, and in that interview, he was talking about the books. So he had read all the books and played the games, and he referenced the voice actor that acted him with an American accent in The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, and he was talking about how he melded his own voice with that character to try and create his own version that still felt true to the original concept and the one that the fans love so much. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, this guy is the you perfect person to play this role. Like, And I like you said, it all looks world. good. You can hear Geralt from the games in with his little you know Cavell voice and I'm just like oh man I'm super yeah, excited about this in the interview I saw he confirmed he's a gamer and one of the games he mentioned a few but one of them he plays as Overwatch and I'm like ah 
a man a man after my own heart all right and so the witcher 3 <laughs> uh, the witcher series on netflix comes out december 20th so keep an eye out for that but yep. uh, that's i just wanted to mention that because it's video games and i fucking love the witcher 3 and i'm excited <laughs> hell yeah uh so this modular segment uh we weren't able to give a full-on episode dedicated to it but i figured we should give a shout out because everybody else is fucking doing it but i don't give a shit <laughs> I, I i wish i could say that with a strong emphasis but i'm not i'll just repeat it anybody who does game of the years i know it's the same for us for me i really don't give a shit but i love <laughs> pissing in an ocean of piss because i like hearing the sound of it as it hits the water and we're gonna talk about game of the year and the you know shout outs to the games that we played this year who wants to go first who should go first i'll go first because mine is not gonna be that crazy compared to you'll know what you have you already have an idea of what i'm gonna choose because my my list of games doesn't really change i'm a i'm a boring gamer <laughs> i choose like four or five games you're you're, you're a dedicated gamer yeah sure let's call it that <laughs> i think it's inflexible i think that i have a very specific idea of what i like but i'll go first because it's not that crazy um my shout outs for games that i thought were very good um but are not my game of the year are uh, wow classic because i think Seeing Blizzard amongst a sea of bad decisions, this was a good one. Um, in listening to the fan base and hearing from them, you know, that they, they love this older version of the game so much that they were willing to create illegal servers to play it, which I think is a pretty common thing right now, honestly, because so, pe- so many people want to get yeah, back yeah. to that. And, and Blizzard was like, all right, cool, let's do that then. And so there's now an official version. Uh, Battlegrounds and all these new features are really cool. It seems like it's a different sort of feel from what Vanilla WoW was. Um, and I feel like they're doing a good job with that. Um, and then Teamfight Tactics, I feel like, is a really valuable addition to the League mythos. That came out this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so weird thinking about that. Like, yeah, I, I know and there's going to be a TV show. Like that. There's going to be a TV yeah, show, springtime. too, finally. Super stoked about that. I think a League show, an animated show, because their animated features are... S- their little animated snippets are so good that if they would just pay somebody full-time, get a studio and pay some animators to make something, it would be amazing, because that mythos is really fun. Um, and then uh, Pokemon Sword Shield is my surprise, uh, my game of the year, because for me personally, um, it felt like it was really nice to get back to the roots of gaming for me, because that was one of my earliest gaming series was Pokemon Yellow. And so uh, I feel like it, for me, as somebody who skipped all the ones in between, it was a nice, there was so many, like, um, parts of the game that felt smoother the being in a game with graphics that weren't that weird three quarters you know pixely bit i was barely backlit because i was playing it on a game boy color you know <laughs> so uh <laughs> it uh yeah it and and i really do feel like especially for uh, a new generation of gamers especially since each one of these games that comes out is effectively you know some kid you meet somewhere is going to say oh the first pokemon game i played was you know emerald or whatever and that kid is now in college you know or some kid is gonna say the first game i played was gold and silver you know and this some now some kid's gonna say sword and shield and i really do feel like it's a valuable addition to the i don't know i feel like it it fits uh and daddy what's pokemon that's a name i haven't heard in a goddamn long time Down, that's son, my... I'll tell you a story. <laughs> now, I know there are better games. Like, if I had to say, no, it's based fine. On it's the your thing... game of the year. No, well, it's, it's my game of the year, but I do know that as far as game of the year goes, I would objectively, from the games I had not played, probably choose Death Stranding. 
uh, just from the innovation and all of the new things that it brought, but I didn't personally experience it. I said I didn't want to say that it was mine. But objectively, from the games that I didn't play, I think Death Stranding was the best. So, that wasn't on the list, but that's just me. I'm now done. Most, you know, uh, most appealing game of the year, I guess you could say, for somebody who hasn't touched it yet. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to, for sure. Nick, I always save myself for last. I think I think I should go next. I think, okay. uh, I think, uh, is that fair? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, I played a bunch of games uh, this year, uh, a lot more than I realized when I you know, started running down the list and whatnot, and I just kind of want to give them all a shout out, uh, for good or bad, you know, take it for what you will. Uh, first one is Kingdom Hearts 3, a, uh, a game that uh, it finally ended the Kingdom Hearts series, but not really, because now they got fucking DLC that's coming out, I believe, sometime in December. God bless Remind. Uh, a great and terrible game in its own rights. But uh, we're, we're, we're going to get that one in the ground. Katana Zero. Katana Zero came out this year. And it was such a... Fa- like, I'm, I'm really surprised that you uh, you decided not to uh, bring it up in uh, the thing. But at the same time, uh, I'll give its love. Katana Zero is such a uh, great game that came out of the Switch. The only thing that I don't like is that it ended early. I feel like there could have been so much more to... I uh, wanted to give some love to it. Uh, Crash Team Racing, uh, was it Nitro Field? Nitro Refuel? I don't remember what it was. Yes. It, sure. And Nick's like, eh, sure. <laughs> Still, again, I, you know, it was um, a reimagining of the original Crash Team Racing, which is exactly something that I, like, this was a pretty good year for, like, going back to your roots. Like, uh, between that and uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, another on my list, uh, there was some games that got brought back that, you know, Brought back some love and memory with nostalgia. And, of course, people love nostalgia. Therefore, you know, they pay for it. And uh, another one that came out was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Another game that... There you go. I don't have the right... I don't have the right to review because I haven't completed it. I haven't beat the game yet because I haven't done all the pathways. Maybe one day if I have another hundred hours. Uh, is this it? Good. Is this it? Is, is Here what you it? go. That's the, the blacksmith oh, that had my voice oh, in that yeah. game. Yeah, no, I, I was like thinking of all the mithril ore I could have had suddenly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even think mithril ore was in that game, but it's, I could use another silver sword plus. Here you go. Uh, Here you go. Great game. I uh, had a good time playing the uh, the Black Eagles route. And uh, honestly, I'm afraid that if I do go back and finish it, uh, it might actually lessen my opinion just because I enjoyed the storyline with that one. And... I'm afraid, like, maybe the other one's like, eh, the storyline's okay. Because uh, people, like, told me, you know, there's four storylines. The one I played was the the serious fascist route, which just kind of makes me nervous you know, for saying I like it. The other one is uh, holier-than-thou route. One is animal house route. And then one is uh, I don't remember route, so no one talks about it. And so... I'm afraid to play any of those other routes because it's like, I'm happier. Like, I, I, I don't want to plateau or go down with it. But the time I had with it was amazing. They they did a great job with Fire Emblem with the new mechanics and the way they set things out. Uh, Little Town Hero, shout out. You know, since I complete you, I could... Re- you completed me, not really. Uh, <laughs> I, I can fully review it. It is an okay game. Uh, Death Stranding, I did not complete. I actually had to put down for Pokemon, which means uh, now, well, before I was able to put down Pokemon and finally stop talking about Shiny it for the first Charmander. time. 
but that fucking shiny Charmander is it has its fucking razor blade ready to At shave my head. At least it's a noble, noble cause that you're still grinding the game for. Truly is a noble cause. Yes, a noble cause with unholy consequences. <laughs> it's like upsetting the church back in the medieval days. Like, you're doing the church a favor, but if you upset us... Man, we got a lot of things we can show you, my friend. Oh, wait, uh, that's just the hubris of human existence. Hmm. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Fuck much yeah. like uh, Glenn and I'm assuming Nick, uh, Pokemon Sword, it was a good Pokemon game. Yeah, I think I spent uh, almost double the amount of time that I did with Sun and Moon, and I thought I loved that game quite a bit, too. Hmm. Uh, it was the first game I felt motivated to try to complete a uh, Pokedex, which... Uh, was bewildering to me. Uh, I'm not sure if they, maybe they made it easier. I want to say no. Nick is shaking his head yes, but the the percent chance of some of those Pokemon I'm in a certain a weather just time yeah, it's making worth. me say. Eh. What, what are you thinking here, Nick? No, it's 100 percent easier compared to other games. You could get most of the poke like you could get easily 300 of the Pokemon in game. Why is that weird? Because you could never do with Sun and Moon. Uh, no, you'd have to trade. You'd have to like actually like them over from previous generations or trade and it, like it doesn't even uh, register in your pokedex okay i'm talking about the regional pokedex versus the national well you only have the national pokedex in in sword and shield that's all you have true right and be- so because of pokemon dexit as uh as, you know i had the opportunity to complete something and say i completed it and uh i don't want to take anything away that- from anybody who's completed it absolutely not no it's okay but then I-, I will argue over whether it's easier or not uh, it is definitely easier in Sword and Shield. That's fair. That's fair. I will. Uh, I'm. I'm okay with my uh, my my silver, my bronze trophy. I understand. No, it still takes mm-hmm. dedication. I wouldn't even be willing to put the time now because I've already done that. You know. Mm-mm. Right. It's okay now. It's okay. So it's still hard. It's just not as hard. Is all. That's a fair way to put it, especially if somebody who's never done that before. Sure, it can be a yeah. daunting task. I've yeah. got like sixty hours in, and I'm not. I don't even know if I've broken two hundred yet. Like. Right. It's. It's. I have no idea how to find some of these things. <laughs> so, Sarahb.net. That's fair. That props, man. <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> uh, and lastly, one little shout out to Halo Reach because you know it was my first time playing it. Surprisingly, I honestly thought I wasn't gonna like it, but uh, thanks to some people, uh, I was convinced I was wrong. Not only that, I was happily wrong. More importantly, and uh, hopefully I'll beat the game and find out who the fuck or where the fuck John is. And because, uh, you know, Nick is trying to hold shit from me about Master Chief's uh, future. But there was one game that I played this year that I didn't put nearly as much hours, but I think I had the best time I have had in quite a while. It was a game where it's like I didn't care if I, well, didn't matter if I had a podcast, didn't matter if I wanted the stream or whatnot. It was a game I had a good time with. And that is Luigi's Mansion 3. Yay. Uh, Luigi's yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three by far was my game of the year. I I loved it every single moment. Uh, the, you know the moments where I even was nervous about something, like you know collecting the boots, they took it out, so it was like it was fun the entire time through. Plus, I was able to play with my wife, you know, uh, with some of the puzzles, and it led to a good time. There's a couple of times where the bosses were kind of frustrating, but honestly, get good essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird saying that for a Luigi's Mansion game, but, you know, <laughs> it, it was hard, but in, it was hard in a creative way, where it wasn't like, oh, you didn't hit a button the right this one way, so you, you suck. It's like, no, there's a lot of wild shit that's going on, and it's just trying to meddle amongst the chaos that some of these bosses. Mm. 
and like fighting a ghost that is supposed to be a, a kaijin and you know instead of beating the ghost that you needed to who was a movie director you were helping him film a movie by fighting a godzilla ghost essentially and it's like that that was a boss uh there was another time where i fought uh some kind of shark in a pirates of the caribbean fight that was going on was with amanda and that was fun that's cool and there was a time where I was fighting essentially Beethoven in the crowd and he was throwing, you know, a piano and shit at me. And like, just when you, when you think of all these different fights that you got to have on each of these 20 floors, they were all good times. It was hilarious. And I'm trying to think of a bad time. The only time that I could really give it some, uh, you know, trouble was every few floors, like maybe, uh, the halfway point at the very end, there was uh, a cat. Kind of like uh, the the evil white cat of Mr. Claw that would come in and say, "Ha, I stole your elevator piece. Now you got to backtrack, you know, one or two floors down and try to find me." And it's like, "Oh darn, you made me waste, you know, thirty minutes trying to hunt you down." And mm-hmm. after that, had a fucking blast. Nice, it was great. And so yeah, for sure, definitely game of the year. Love the shit out of it. If you haven't played Luigi's Mansion, I highly recommend it to the both of you. But you know, each his own. Mm-hmm. But that was my game of the year. Nick, I, I know you. You're a man of divisive and wild opinions. What you got for us? Um, all right. So with my shout-outs for the year, uh, some of these uh, are in common with you, Tyler. Two of them. Uh, Crash Team Racing. Um, a fun nitro-fueled nostalgic trip down memory lane. But the most amazing thing about it, as much as it was a remastered port, if that's like the lowest thing you could boil it down to because it felt yeah. it felt felt exactly the same honestly like putting the graphics aside the actual gameplay felt the same and or at least i think it was mechanically identical for the most part yeah and which is which is amazing because you would think for a remaster even for a port a remastered port would still have some updates but i guess that's just a testament to how good the system was then um, and how the game was it they didn't need to it do was anything perfect. like it yeah like I remember like it took me a while to remember like I remember the levels visually but then after playing through each level a little bit it took me a while to remember exactly when to start sliding around the corners which corner to break down and turn around and like it eventually just started coming back to me now I wouldn't say muscle memory but more like you know the flashes of like me playing it as like a six seven year old were coming back um, and awesome. so it was a fucking fantastic game um, Katana Zero uh, and I agree with Tyler here. It was way too fucking short. But we have it set up for DLCs. We just haven't heard anything as far as I know. Um, right. It was... Oh, that fucking game. It was... Like, I played it when Tyler came to visit. And he's like, hey, I got this new game. Do you want to check it out? And then we started up a new save. And I played, like, the first maybe 20, 30 minutes. And I'm like, I fucking need this game. It's, I I need it. I It's... It was a... It was the game. Yeah. It, it's... I I wish it was longer. I I really, I really do wish it was longer. Um, I mean, be, to be fair, the only other game I really showed you was RuneScape, so you know maybe that's Stockholm syndrome at that point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Devolver Devolver Digital and I forgive me, I don't remember the other company that worked on this, but Katana Zero was unexpectedly good. Yeah, like no, amazingly yeah. good. It was. It was fantastic. I was scared that it was going to be too hard. I thought it was going to be like one of those games where it's like you just got to get good. Yeah, just yeah, dark. Like you're never going to progress unless you get good. But it's like 
No, a certain point you start to like learn strategy yeah. just for each scene and either strategy or my personal favorite, dumb fucking luck. Uh, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> the, an AI acted a different way this time. And yeah, because there are scenes where uh, or like levels where they 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 as it gets harder like it clearly gets harder and it gets frustrating but as you go through each level they start adding more routes so instead of just going and progressing to the next stage one way they start adding like back doors and things you could break if you like keep an eye out for those things things you could throw as extra weapons so you could either do that if you're struggling a little bit with like the pure mechanics of it or you could just go so you could say fucking go balls in and start reflecting shit and swiping and dashing so it was it was a good game and for a game that was like super action packed, you wouldn't think that the story would have such a, a deep meaning to it. But I'm still trying to figure out some shit that happened from that game, Nick. Like, what's real? Who's alive? Who's dead? And, it's and like, we're not going to know until we get those DLCs. Because it just left it. Like at the yeah. very end of the game, it reveals like something that we kind of knew, but we weren't sure. But it just out of the blue, it just it, it just hit us with wild details that was left ambiguous. And it was frustrating. I wish, like, there was something cemented down. But anything that, anytime they put a pin in that fucking cork board, it's like, maybe? We're not sure. Yeah. That's up to you to decide. And it's like, motherfucker. Um, yeah. Going back to the other shoutouts on my list, there's um, Untitled Goose Game, which I had one hell of a fucking time terrorizing the residents of a small community as a goose by stealing shit and honking at people. I bullied oh, a kid. I, I bullied a kid <laughs> and scared him into a phone booth and got him stuck there. It is. It it's was so a goofy. It I I <laughs> so somebody put out the text chat from the developers like in the early stages. And they're like, all right. Essentially, this is, I'm paraphrasing. This is how the conversation went down. Like, all right, I have an idea for a game. They're like, okay. What is it? And then somebody sends a picture of a goose. They're like, all right, I'm in. And that was essentially the conversation of how they developed the idea. That's like in Seinfeld. And they're like, we want to make a show about nothing. <laughs> what is it? It's a show <laughs> about a goose. It's a game where you're a goose. And they're like, what do you do? You're a goose. <laughs> it's brilliant in its simplicity. Like the morality of Grand Theft Auto, but you just want to have the mindset of a small common animal that just haunts your local uh, ponds. <laughs> well, do I have the idea for you? And it's against the law to, to physically injure that animal. Um, Is it so really? Um, I'm pretty sure, and uh, in general, so they can't even hurt you. Uh, I mean, hey, they have to call animal control or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say, you kick a goose in front of a police officer, and you tell me what happens. Well, I mean, if it's chasing me. While I'm stuck in a phone booth, I don't know if the cop's gonna be super mad. Well, I mean, if, like, if it was hey, attacking, it. it'd be a different thing. But then, if I'm just there and I honk, and then you slap me in the face with a fucking broom, I think <laughs> you'd be in a little bit of trouble. Maybe a little animal abuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's it, it's a a gray goose area. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, and, then, uh, uh, and despite only playing it recently, my game of the year is gonna go to Gears Five because. It is a continuation, a well-done continuation of a series that I love, that I've been following for a very long time. Um, Gears 4 was a safe continuation of the series, I felt like, because it was just more of the same, which, and it's not bad. Story was great, but it was just more of the same gameplay-wise, whereas Gears 5 really tried to push it and innovate and create something, and it worked out. Uh, my only gripe with the game, which I failed to mention, was my PC can't really handle it. Um, I crashed really? a few times. 
Um, um, it's mostly my graphics card. My graphics card is old and is the bottleneck right now, and really couldn't like handle some of the uh, because we're talking about like these like these huge scale environments with like dynamic particles and stuff in some scenes, and so some of it did cause my PC to crash. Um, what so are you I had to play graphics card wise. I have a three gig ten sixty. Uh, oh, okay. A, yeah, it was a budget build. Uh, so like so with I had six, to you'd have been fine. Probably, yeah, because yeah. I had to play on like really low textures, and mm-hmm. I was ta- like, it was like, it was like a the scene from a was like on stage at like a high school play where you've just got like a, a flat prop of a mountain in the background. That's how some <laughs> of it was. Like it was pretty bad, but then yeah. that didn't really derail the full enjoyment. Fortunately, so yeah, that's uh, that's my list. Now I threw something in there real quick too while you guys were doing that. Because uh, I was thinking about another big thing in games that aren't... I, I don't know how often it's focused on, but I think it's very important. It's like trying to watch Lord of the Rings without a soundtrack. It's probably unbearable, despite the fact that it's a fantastic film. So I was thinking about my favorite game soundtrack. And I just wanted mm. to throw it out there. And I don't know if the game came out this year. Ooh, that may be where I fail. Oh no, the, this was 2018, I believe. Yeah, it's 2017. Uh, oh, whoops. Yeah, recently discovered for me, so I guess that isn't a crazy... Yeah, my favorite that I discovered this year as far as games that I played this year, but it didn't come out this year, was a game called Prey. So, But that was just something I wanted to throw in there because I want to give props to those musicians as well as the you know, the you know all of the people that work on the story and the artists and stuff like that, but... So you're gonna give the uh, Blast from the Past Game of the Year soundtrack award for uh, 2017 to Prey? Yeah, that's my blast. Yeah, I love the name of that award, Blast from the Past Soundtrack Game Award. Love it. Hey, we can't play all the games you know that we want to in one year. I'm probably yeah. not gonna be able to play Untitled Goose I was Game. Like, but I'm none s- of us have played Outer Worlds yet. Like, and that game is getting mad props from everybody. So I don't know. There's something about Fallout that never appealed to me, and Outer Worlds is just a better Fallout. And so there's just something about that steampunk aesthetic that visually mm. I'm, I'm not able to buy into. I've heard right. that it's like Firefly more than it is Borderlands or anything like that. Like right. more than Fallout, it's like it's like Firefly, which if you like the Firefly mm. universe with the Serenity and stuff, whoo! I believe you. I watched uh, Brandon stream it. It's one of the games that he you know tested out streaming. He decided to play uh, Outer. Outer Worlds? Mm-hmm. Outer Worlds. There's Outer Worlds and there's Outer Wilds, which is more of an indie game. Outer Worlds mm-hmm. is the RPG looter shooter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah, I'm good. It, it, also, Fallen Order. Did any of us play Fallen Order? Not yet. That's after I come back. I'm oh. very excited for that. I'm so fucking yeah. ready. Wait. My body is ready. I can feel the force coursing through my veins. Nick, isn't that the game that you own? I don't is know that the yet. one or was it... Okay. I, don't, I was trying to remember which... Was it Gears, Gears 5, 5 that... Yeah. Uh, Okay, okay. Fuck. We need to hook you up, bro. Yeah, after I come bro, back. That was my plan. Bro, yeah. Bro stuff. Um, in terms of, Lord yeah, of the bro I've only in terms seen of soundtrack. Of it, and I saw a guy making his own lightsaber in game. And I was just like, huh? What? Huh? You can make your own lightsaber? Because they have that in real life at the Galaxy's Edge yeah. here at oh, California man. I haven't Adventure. Seen that and I want to do it Coder. so bad. But it's like $200 yeah. to do it. And I was like, or I can pay $60 and play a really good game where I can make a digital version. <laughs> um, in terms of soundtrack uh, from this year, Katana Zero and Shadowkeep, uh, Destiny expansion have really stood out to me. Destiny will always have, for me, one of my favorite art styles and sounds, like soundtracks. And mm-hmm. yeah, 
sound just uh, like the Destiny soundtrack. I studied to that sometimes. Um, it's fucking phenomenal. Cinematic, epic. It's got the. It's it's fucking grand. It's it's an orchestra. It's beautiful. <laughs> So, we only got a little bit of time here, but I think we should give uh, the proper due since we want to pretend we're, you know, a topical uh, video game show, but <laughs> not really. So, the video game awards happen. Uh, the worst part, I could give two shits about. Hey, shocker, I'm yeah. holding a trend oh, here. Yeah. But, more, more importantly, there's been the usual announcements. Now, yes. this is pretty big because the last time this happened, uh, Breath of the Wild got DLC. And so, you know, I, I was on board. I'm looking at my phone, you know, update, update, update. Big announcements happen. Not for me, but still big for the world. Maybe big for some other people I here. would, I would imagine oh. there's at least one big announcement for you, Tyler. Okay. Well, we're going to run down the list and we can see what happens here. Okay. So. Could I, could I take this first one, please? I've been, you bet your I've been sweet honey potted ass you could. All right, so yeah. so fucking something amazing happened this week, folks. Um, Microsoft announced a brand new PC. Uh, they announced a brand new PC series that can fucking handle any game you want. Uh, advanced cooling systems, maybe the possibility of swapping parts out. Yes, you you know you know. I'm yes, I'm talking about that, folks. The Xbox X Series X X One X S X. You, SX you, tricky? You, you're so funny, you. <laughs> the Xbox SSX uh, Snowflip 2060 350 720. Um, the Xbox X. Um, the Xbox Series X has been announced, um, and it, effect- it essentially looks like a fucking PC tower, like a uh, yeah. like a like a small to mid tier PC tower. Um, we don't have to worry about having a disc drive because it's included. <laughs> I don't um, have a disk drive on my PC. <laughs> apparently, the rumors are there's going to be a digital-only version as well, like the Xbox One XS. Sorry, the Xbox XS, or whatever that's XS. fucking... Fuck all these Xs and S and Apple R's is just going to sue them. God fucking Apple's damn it, Apple's just going to sue if it's just an X. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we finally have a look physically of what it's going to look like. We don't know what the PS5 is going to look like yet. We've seen pictures floating around because of the um, uh, the developer builds, uh, what the developers have been getting on to prep their games for that console for the PS5. But we know what the Xbox looks like. And I honestly kind of like the design. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. It's sleek. It's clean. It's simple. It's going to take up less space, I think, because it's it's vertically taller. And, and, it's, and it's an actual box now. We're actually getting a box from Xbox. So... Weird. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see where it's uh, where it's gonna go. Um, it makes sense that they're kind of bridging the gap between PC and console because it is Microsoft, and it'd be interesting to see if we do actually end up getting not now but maybe down the line a console with replaceable parts. Because to me, that makes a lot more. S- Honestly, to me, it makes a lot more sense. I'm not gonna like uh, maybe maybe not money wise, but it just makes a lot more sense to me. Wasn't that just a PC then? It is, but it depends on the parts that you're offering. So, yeah, well, what, that's my thing. I think that they're if you do that, though, you're kind of putting yourself in the place in a capitalist world where if you give them replaceable parts, then they don't have to buy a new console every time it craps out. They just buy Not unless every part. two years that the games are forced to be of a higher quality. Then they're True. going to have to be forced to keep up. Yeah. I think they're afraid of not making as much money. I think that's the only reason they wouldn't. No, and obviously I don't think it's going to go down that route because that's what consoles are. Consoles are affordable gaming. And so I don't think it's ever going to go the interchangeable route because that's why you have a fucking PC. Mm -hmm. So I was distracted by this link a while ago. I passed it on to you guys. Uh, For the audio listeners, uh, IGN, bless them, decided to uh, 
kind of Photoshop ideas uh, on different color schemes that they would love to see the Xbox uh, sex be done as. Personally, my favorite's number uh, 11. They did 14 total, but they did a couple of cool ones. Uh, for example, you know, going for the Halo look, uh, making one look like a, a Windows uh, 3.1 compatible computer from back in the 80s. Like, <laughs> 11's pretty great. <laughs> uh, number 11 uh, just makes it look like a UPS box. And an honestly. Box. Awesome. You're right, an Amazon box, pardon me. Oh, uh, number 12 enough. is interesting because it has active camouflage and is literally just clear. I actually kind of like the idea and theory of number 12 where it's clear. Imagine a clear case Xbox where you could see inside of it. That'd be kind of awesome. Because part of the so, big problem uh, like that runs into is when Kind it's... of like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you because always, you always run into like those fans that kind of like filter stuff out. You don't know if the inside's dirty or not. You know, unless you take the cover off. And then when you do that, you void your warranty. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to see inside? Yeah, no, I, you can see like, it, I think like, it's Like, oh, man, idea. there's cockroaches living inside my PlayStation. Because that's happened before, you know? Yeah. Like, not to yep. me, but yep. yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of yep. cool. So uh, that was the, the first big announcement. Uh, the next one has me angry. It has me angry. But I knew it was going to happen straight from the get-go. Which one's the one that makes you mad? Uh, did you want to keep taking it away, Nick, or do you want me, do you want me sure. to go with this one? I'll, I'll do it. Uh, this is the one I thought you'd be excited by. This is, uh, they've officially announced the, um, uh, what you call it? What's the thing that comes? The sequel to sequel. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, Senua's yes. Saga Hellblade 2. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, why are you mad, Tyler? Because it's going to be exclusively on a console I'm probably not going to own. Uh, uh Tyler, yeah. did you not, did you not read the full paragraph underneath xbox and pc oh xbox now, and pc asking for a friend <laughs> uh do you know how long it took for hellblade to get onto the pc after it came out for the ps4 well yeah but then that was different different publishers different licensing issues now that it's owned by microsoft like every other major title that they've had so far it's going to be play anywhere from launch probably i hope so uh or they're going to also like let's say i wanted to play it on playstation 4 they might, maybe, but they're probably going to Tomb Raider the shit out of it where I got to wait like 12 months for it to be a time exclusive. It's probably not. It's probably going to be exclusive to Xbox because they bought the studio. Well, I mean, I'm excited for the game. It's just, it's flagshipped on a, the console. And, uh, well, well guess... you'll be able to play it on PC. So it's, it's going to launch play anywhere when it launches. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work because that's what's going to happen with halo infinite that's what happened with gears 5 that's what happened with gears 4 which came out in 2016 um it's going to be play anywhere on launch well uh I hopefully hope. it's yeah hopefully it's uh gonna keep up with the style the trailer looks freaky as fuck which apparently people were like scared by this like it messed with them it's like oh you haven't played the first one yet then huh? yeah i'm not touching this mm. fucking series no it's too spooky for me uh like art direction well great job uh, but you do your spooky thing in the corner please lady um i appreciate your struggles but please just you know um i appreciate your struggles you i said. i pre you know i appreciate you know like great good job you gotten through all of this but Please hang out in the corner. That's a little too scary so for me. Scary. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, and so moving on, uh, we've got a new trailer for a game called Godfall, which it is cool as hell. It looked fucking tight as shit. It's a. It gave me a lot of like, um, dark, not Dark Souls, um, Dark Siders vibes a little bit with the art mm -hmm. style. Um, yeah. But okay. it's a hack and slash looter shooter essentially. 
third person hack and slash looter not looter shooter looter slasher that's the i yeah. guess that's the uh, more correct term for it um it's gonna be exclusive it is the first exclusive announced for ps5 officially um, mm-hmm. um and it's also gonna be available on pc uh, they announced that as well as uh, there's a Twitter thread that I saw after the uh, video game awards. Um, yeah, go go ahead and give that fucking trailer a view, folks. If you like slashers and like themes of like mythology and like heaven yeah. and hell, and because like, that's what it kind of seems like. Yeah, it, it like so, which is why it gave me Dark Siders vibes. Um, it looks great. It yeah. looks it looks fucking fantastic. The armor style and the art style, man, it, looks it gets so me. Sick. It's so cool. Like. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it almost feels like a medieval destiny, like but like a more like like ancient mythos sort of destiny right. where there's still armor and there's still magic and powerful weapons, but it's not technology based, you know. So I don't know. I don't know it looks cool. And PlayStation the next Five. One, ah! The next one was Nintendo's big announcement, where I believe on Twitter they said we have a bunch of uh, cool announcements ready for you, and then they gave us one. This is a happy uh, Halloween, but the candy bowl's empty. We know. Get out of here. We're giving you nickels and hey, that's me. There's a series that <laughs> uh, this is a series I'm not too familiar with. Uh, Nintendo officially announced mm. uh, Bravely Bravely Default Two. Yep, yep. Um, I played the the first one. Actually, I which couldn't is, finish it because I got too mad. Which is the third series, third game in the series, because the second yep. one was called Bravely Second. Yep. Another one of fucking Nintendo's confusing ass fucking. No, not Nintendo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. It's not Nintendo's. Yeah, it's yep. it's just it's Japanese publishers. Japanese publishers like naming conventions. Fucking like, you know what? Whatever. It is what it is. It is slated for a <laughs> 2020 release. Um, um, Tyler. Do you do you know who developed it? Uh, no, I do not know. Is it Square Enix? Kojima. It, it's, it's, it's fucking, fucking Square Enix. Fuck Square Enix. It's of fucking course. Square okay, it all makes yeah. sense. It all makes sense. I'm not even going to talk about I'm too mad about I'm not even... Re-X. We're just going to move on to the next one. <laughs> um, the co-creators of Prey and Dishonored. Um, and Bro. all of this is coming from an article by Kotaku. Uh, thank you very much, Kotaku. Um, and I just want to reference the... Uh, by Stephen Totilo. Thank you. Um, they're making a game called Weird West. You're welcome. Um, which is an action RPG game that's isometric... Um, and this is reading verbatim from the uh, article. Each journey is unique and tailored to the actions taken. A series of high-stakes stories where everything counts and the world reacts to the choices you make. Very bioware um, Very bioware And looking through, like, the, the art style is really cool. It's got a very, like, graphic novel kind of feel to it. Um, I'm getting kind of, like, uh, Mad Max kind of uh, Borderlands kind of vibes. It seems yeah, to be set... Like Borderlands. For me lately, it was the game Rad. Okay. Uh, you are Rad, uh, where it's just you know painted cell shaded style. Yeah, and, and seems to be you know uh, as the name suggests, it's set in the West. Um, and Devolver Digital appears to be a uh, uh, be playing a hand in this, so it kind of makes sense. So I would expect this game to do quite well because Devolver Digital have have outdone themselves in the last few years. What are some Good other deal. titles that have come from that? Uh, Katana Zero, um, all the Hotline Miami, the Serious Sam, my friend is Pedro. So a, a lot of indie Metal titles. Wolf Chaos XT. Uh, Metal, yeah. Well, let's not talk about that. Um, I'm sure <laughs> they don't, don't. Want to talk. For, um, but oh wait, I forgot to give my game of the year to the. Oh shoot, I missed a great <laughs> game to give a shout out to. Uh, Devolver well, Digital, you, and they always do like shit. the crazy like uh, uh, tune in conference styles for E3, where they do like mm-hmm. the video series over what's happening with that like lady. 
um, and they did the loot coin last year or this year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, fucking, I love Devolver. Uh, the people over there, like, they're fucking fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. So, moving on, um, Riot is creating a League of Legends spinoff called Ruin King, a League of Legends story. It is a strategy, and this is verbatim from the article, it is a strategy turn-based RPG created by a team that includes Joe... M- m- I'm, I apologize, you see some things I can't pronounce. Madurera. Joe Madur- Madurera uh, of Darksiders fame. Um, yeah. Uh, League of Legends fans, be be ready. Something's, something's yeah. coming. Ooh. That's cool. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. Um, They'll actually work to make their money instead of just giving a, a nice skin for 10 bucks. <laughs> they did Imagine. open up the, the you can buy uh, prestige skins without having to do the whole box thing now. You're right. Which you You're still right. have to spend more, a lot of more money ways, on them, Yeah, more ways to give them money. Well, but it's before it would cost you up to upwards of $200 worth of boxes to get one of those skins. And now it's like fifty bucks, I think, right, for right. a skin. And people still complain about buying, uh, paying ten dollars for the next expansion in uh, Destiny. Uh, yeah, but they didn't pay any money up front for the game, so. Um, <laughs> Dark Alliance is another game that was announced. Uh, spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate: Dark Alliance. Um, hmm. Is this a game? It appears we've only gotten a cinematic trailer so far, mm-hmm. um, so we don't know too much about it. Um, nor do we know exactly when it's coming out. Uh, there seem to be other details elsewhere, but that's a game if you're into the Dark Souls, the Baldur's Gate series. Yeah. When Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out soon, too. So, Nick, you were a big PlayStation 2 fan. Have you ever messed with uh, any of the Baldur's Gate games? No, my parents were very, um, not to like shame or put them down, but they're very controlling over what games I played. Um, so I didn't hmm. do, I didn't also, I need, I neither had the opportunity to buy a lot of games either. And I refused True. to pirate games. Like I personally, like morally, I refused to pirate games and all my friends were. That's why all my friends played GTA games. I didn't because a, they weren't being sold in the middle East, um, that they were illegal. They were banned for quite a bit of time. Um, and B, all my friends pirated it. And I'm and like, you could get like a GTA game for three bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. It's going to fuck up my PlayStation. I was convinced that. Understandable, absolutely. I, I like given the mindset and like especially that time frame. Understandable, quite a bit. Yeah, that because they had to do something to like the optic reader, and you know, I'm like, no, no, we're not, I'm not fucking messing with my PlayStation, please. I'll just play my Jack and Daxter three for like the tenth time. It's okay. I'll just do that. I totally understand. Same thing with uh, my PlayStation two. I uh, my uncle hard modded it so he could, you know essentially do what you said hey go you know, go to a blockbuster and you know rent a game for me and i'll uh, burn a disc for you kind of situation and i wasn't okay with it until he, you know he told me oh if i mess it up i'll just buy you a new playstation 2 i'm like burn it i don't care you know, do what you want and yeah i'm not losing out here but yeah uh i i totally understand and it uh, looks like there was uh one major last announcement that happened um no, we have a well major announcement. Uh, oh, pray tell, Tyler, which one are you talking about? Oh no, you're right. I scrolled down. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll run through a lot uh, of these because these are not like huge titles. Uh, Brendan Green, uh, aka Player Unknown, um, has announced their next game after PUBG called Prologue. We don't have any details at all. It just showed anything. like a forest scene with rain. Um, we have some release dates for us updated. Uh, Ori and the Will of Wisps 
is March 11th now. Controls, the Foundation mm. expansion comes out March 26th. Gears Tactics, mm. the spin-off RPG, uh, RTS comes out April 28th. And the PS4 exclusive... You must hate that. I mean, spin-offs are spin-off. What you, are you going to do? True, but it just seems weird that a Gears of War game, as you said earlier, you know, true to being as natural as it can, being a Gears of War, well, the I mean, idea it's just, that it's, it's getting the Halo's War treatment. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing with, um, like, Pokemon and core RPG games. Like, as long as Let's Go wasn't going to be the future of the core RPG games, I was okay, right? It's kind of like that. Will you buy this game? Uh, Probably not. Okay. Well, yeah. It, it, just curious. Bec- the only reason I'd buy it is if it was canon in any way to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, Gears of War, the story has more impact than the multiplayer, um, which is odd enough because I love multi, I love my multiplayer. We all know that. But for me, Gears of War is purely like narrative. Even though this game only took me 14 hours to finish from, you know, I was still very, very happy with the amount of time and like the, what I got from it. But yeah, so it doesn't bother me at all. Um, Ghost of Tsushima finally got a release date for summer, not date, but period, summer 2020. And this was the really fucking beautiful PlayStation 4 game with the samurais and like the sword fighting mm-hmm. that they showed off at E3. I want to say last year. I want to say we've known about it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we've got a few few more trailers and announcements. There's a new Fast and Furious game with Vin Diesel in the like with arguably comical fucking god-awful graphics from like 2013-14 with the facial animations. Maybe this is an early build. It's too soon to tell. Uh, Models for the characters don't look anything like the actors. Yeah, there's a new final... uh, No, there's a new trailer for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Looking through this trailer really quick, it doesn't seem like there's a release. No, there is a release date. March 3rd, 2020. um, Yeah. So that's... Do Do you understand the importance of that day? To me, anyways. Uh, no, sir, I do not. That's the same day, and it will mark the fourth birthday of Breath of the Wild. I see. Okay, cool. Oh. I wonder if it's just a coincidence, or if it's... I'd like to believe that's intentional, because they just love, you know, their IPs, you know? Well, but well, this I mean, is Square it, Enix. Is not oh, that's Square IP. Enix. Yeah, never mind. It's, it's probably like, coincidental. Maybe like, I think it's probably coincidental. Just weird that, you know, March 3rd just happened to be the day, essentially. Also, yeah. eight days after my birthday. No, Yay. five days after, like five or six days. I, I can't count. February has less days. Well, March third is a, a is a Tuesday. The this in the upcoming year, which is seems to be a normal time frame from game. And releases. it's a leap year this year, right? Hey, fuck if I know. So I think there's a 29th of a, uh, of February this year. So uh, there indeed I mean, is. I, it is a leap year. Yes, it is. Damn. So it, it will be no, still less than a week uh, because my birthday is on the 25th. So, of February. So, um, if everybody wants to get me Final Fantasy VII for my birthday, uh, I prefer the Legendary <laughs> Edition, but, you know, take what you can get. I'm not a choosy beggar. Yeah, no, Amanda, that definitely wasn't for oh. Amanda. Um, oh, So, kind of going running down the line. I didn't did realize she was still here. Uh, Humankind, a, a new RTS uh, where you go out through the... Uh, the evolution of mankind from what it seems like from prehistoric to modern or at least that's what it seems like um marvel ultimate alliance 3 a new expansion has been announced rise of the phoenix um we are getting a new um it's like a uh, rpg for set in the magic world um and we only have a cinematic trailer um and you can sign up for a beta so if that's your thing go go ahead and do that um naraka blade point 
is uh, what appears to be an action-adventure game based on samurais and ninjas. Um, let me see if I can see who it's coming from. It uh, doesn't seem like... It looks a lot like something else that we just talked about. Like, pretty close to <laughs> fucking Ghost of Tsushima, but whatever. I don't know, to me it looks a little bit closer to Sekiro. Maybe not as bleak, okay. it looks a little brighter like Ghost of Tsushima, but it looks more... Uh, but anyways, that's that's been announced. We've got 9 to 5, which is a... Ba, 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 ba. The furries dream, I guess. Uh, it's furries going to war. Or humans versus furries. It's humans versus animals who are apparently sentient and can use weaponry. <laughs> Maybe. I don't hmm. know, it just seems like an action shooter. This trailer is very confusing. <laughs> huh. Uh, so, just, uh, give a quick, uh, backtrack over to, uh, Naraka. It's developed by 24 Entertainment, which I don't recognize the name, and it's being published by NetEase, which is a name we should all know. Yep. Matt who? NetEase. Uh, akin to Tencent. The company uh, that owns a lot of major, like, uh, developers and publishers. They're the one in charge of PUBG, uh, Fortnite, the, like, is like the the super big uh, Chinese game, or uh, sorry, it's a super big Chinese uh, company that owns a lot of hands in the bigger games. Oh, okay. Like, okay. think think Vivendi level shit. Like, uh, it's like dark hand and everything kind of stuff. And so, hearing that this game is being made by NetEase or you know Tencent or whatever, it's just like, okay, yeah, cool. Support the regime. Um, there are a lot of uh. Smaller games as we're running down this list. There's No More Heroes 3. Smaller games, not by maybe popularity, just in terms of like importance and hierarchy down the list. Uh, no More Heroes 3, The Returns. It appears to be a Japanese action adventure game. Um, mm -hmm. That'll be out on the also, Switch. My bad. I thought there was only uh, one Nintendo uh, announcement. So, you know, shame on me for not knowing this one. I. Uh, I wouldn't blame you, honestly. Um, Apex Legends, they announced a new Christmas event. Um, Sons of the Forest appears to be a new... Looks terrifying. ...horror game that I'm not even going to watch the trailer of. Uh, so please do Come that on, on your own. Nope. It's going to be fun. Nope. <laughs> Negative, <laughs> Captain. Um, Nick, if I, if I get the item I said earlier in the beginning of this podcast, you should play this game to completion. No. I'm not taking that fucking deal. I'm a fucking pussy. I'm not oh, doing it. Scared ass piece of shit. You beat me to it. Scared bitch. I'd be drinking Don't that scared bitch juice. Yeah. Full two liter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, Surgeon Simulator 2 has been announced. Uh, so if you like, um, if you like the uh, video game version of uh, that fucking operation. board game operation, yeah, this yeah. is. Seems like your jam. You get to manage Willy and Willy. run a hospital. Um, and this is something that I'm surprised by, this last announcement here. And I don't know how I mm -hmm. feel about it yet because I don't have all the information. Oh. Appar apparently Telltale is still around uh, because they've just announced The Wolf Among Us 2. Um, and I they really... fired like 80% of their staff, didn't they? I thought it was all their staff. That's it, my problem. Or did they go under? Yeah. So, again, I have no information. I haven't been keeping up with what happened with Telltale after the whole, the, the big debacle uh, late last year. Um, or early this year. I don't remember. Time fucking flew. But regardless, I haven't been keeping up, so I don't want to say anything yet. Um, my hope is that it is a 
I, I don't know. I have nothing to say about this. We've made our feelings clear about people who don't pay their fucking employers who don't pay their workers anything and just fire them without any notice. People who've been brought in just a week before the firing and then they were all just let go and lives were destroyed. So I hope it is not Telltale that's been reformed with the same shitty people and somebody else has taken it over because they wanted to keep the story going. That's all I hope it mm-hmm. is. And once I know more, I'll, you know, I'll be able to have a conversation about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So that's, cause that's it doesn't the, say, it just says a telltale series. Maybe it's just like, exactly. A, that's know, why credit, yeah. like this was from telltale games, but we've taken the mantle. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't want to, Nick in the chat is saying it's full on telltale. Like this is darkness coming from the nylon mountains level shit. I might boycott that game entirely. Then I'll continue to not remember it. I guess. So, anyways, that was that was it for the um, the the major announcements from the VGA this week. Mm-hmm. Good deal, good deal. Uh, let's wrap this up then with a good topic of the show: some announcements, some nostalgia, game releases. Uh, two games that came out this week or is coming out this week is hey, a personal favorite. Didn't want to play it on the Nintendo Switch, and you just wanted to play it on any other console that is you know current day. Sorry, Wii U owners. Uh, Untitled Goose Game coming. Out on December 17th, which is going to be Tuesday, I believe, of, uh, yep, so, uh, podcast listeners, tomorrow is coming out for, uh, PS4 and Xbox One, so, uh, hip hip hooray to you guys, honestly, you should have not waited, but if you don't own a Switch, I feel for you, now here's your big chance. Yeah, and these are the people who are just too stubborn to get it on the, uh, Epic Store. True. Yeah. <laughs> Also coming on the 17th, aka Tuesday, for PlayStation 4 and PC is a game called Wadham. Uh, I never heard about this game before, but apparently it's... It is a game about the joys of friendship and discovery from the imagination of Keita Takahashi. Um, Developers are Funomena, published by Annapurna Interactive. Uh, Yeah, it seems like an action-adventure game, action game for kids. Looks like there's also a heavy hand in it by uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, a.k.a. Sony. Uh, So this looks like it's going to be technically a first-party game. Uh, We'll see. It looks looks promising. And, uh, Nick, this is your dream child now. Uh, You want to hit us with uh, this day in gaming? So this day in gaming, there really wasn't much. um, Because even looking Uh. at upcoming uh, game releases... Hang... Let me finish. Let me finish, Glenn. Looking at game releases, there's actually nothing coming out or slated to come out next week. And so there's really not much happening this period. So I thought it'd be good to go through some uh, throwbacks for early access and not when these games actually came out. So starting with this, and which is why Glenn expressed his disappointment before I finished talking. Uh, starting in 2015, Ark Survival Evolved was available for early access on Xbox. And that was the year earlier that year in 2015, it was available for early access on PC, Linux, and OS X. Happy fourth birthday to the early access for Ark Survival Evolved. Happy birthday! I love Ark so much. you. And then the other game we have on our list is also an early access title that launched around this time, uh, Subnautica. Um, a game about uh, facing mm-hmm. your phobia of the open waters and the never-ending crushing depths of the ocean. Um, and what fuck a game that it game. is, too. Um, what do you mean, fuck that game? That's a great game. I'm sure nope. it is, Tyler, nope. but then there's something about the open water. We've only explored like 20% of the oceans, Tyler. We don't know what's down there. They have sea crabs the size of Mini Coopers, Tyler. Mini Coopers. Nope. nope. I mean, it was Glenn that pointed out that 
Fucking the the anglerfish. A lot bigger than what people think of, yeah. There's a shark called the goblin shark that can detach its jaws and send its jaws outward towards its preys. Fuck that. I'm not going anywhere near the ocean. It's a beautiful game when it's during when it's daytime. I've seen some people play it, but it gives me like like it gives me some sort of feeling when it goes dark and you have to just swim around and survive. No thank you, but happy Wait, you're fifth just birthday. swimming around? Uh you can if you can eventually upgrade to like a, one of those handheld handheld like jet things, like turbos that drive you forward like underwater. Do? Yeah. Um Well, no. It, think of it like a, a more natural natural loose terms uh, underwater version of minecraft because you can build your own underwater base and all that stuff you can also create your own uh uh skidoo thing you can have a fucking submarine if you really want to as you're trying to explore different parts of the ocean as well as your fallen ship hopefully if you play yeah. the game further enough escape the island which you know my wife played uh put a lot of time in it don't ask her how many hours uh and uh <laughs> I've gotten a lot of time, you know, watching it with her. Um, but that's it for this day in gaming. Yep. I uh, I tried doing that thing where I'm a dick and I just kind of skirt last minute, but I can't find anything decent to throw at you. Uh, like, there's <laughs> something like, that, it was pretty barren. It, it really was. Like, it, like I keep, like, looking at certain things, it's like, well, uh, CTR came out for the PlayStation in 1999, but it was in Japan. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> uh, nothing really uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's wrap this show up then. You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. Where can we find you, Nick? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Instagram at lr11. You can also find me on Twitter at lr the eleventh, where you can watch me post absolutely fucking nothing and some memes from my daily life sometimes. Nice. What about you, Glenn? Find me on Twitch tv slash raiseth r a e z e t h and on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Two ends. Looks like Huston. Nice. And you can find the show, Casual Master Quest. Maybe, well, there's going to be some discussions about this, but right now you can find it on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Or you can email us at CasualMasterQuest at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook, which we assumably, or assumably have been leaving decrepit uh, details. But, <laughs> Nick's looking at me like, what? Uh, you can also find our Discord. We have a Discord channel, man. Guys, uh, seriously, we talk about the most insane, stupid shit in the general chat, and if you just step in, you're going to love it. And feel free to join. Uh, you can find that link over on the Twitter page through our little uh, doodad that we have in the description. Uh, lastly, well, maybe not lastly, uh, we have the Dungeons & Dragons podcast, Casual Questmasters, where uh, Nick, Glenn, uh, myself, uh, Brandon, and myself... Uh, we knuckleheaded our way through a uh, disastrous fight and uh, came out victorious after a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't so call well. it disastrous because disastrous implies that it was disastrous overall. I think it was just disastrous for one person. <laughs> the tweet that you put up was perfect. Somebody tweeted a picture. It was like a guy shooting at a guy shooting at a guy with a knife to somebody's back, and like it was like all labeled with different characters. And I was like that. That's on point. Whoever whoever the, found that and threw that up. The gun church meme, which is not meme of the year, but you know, should get honorable mention. Yeah, uh, like for the if you guys wanna understand, check out at MasterQuestBot or just search on Twitter at Casual MasterQuest. You'll see the picture. And then if you want to listen to the latest episode of Casual Quest Masters, y'all understand why the fuck that picture is so damn funny. Uh 
And we're Anyways. only 10 episodes in, so if you get in early, you're not going to have a lot to catch up on, so that's... It's the perfect time. We're yeah. stumbling around like a bunch of goofballs, but I think we're finding <laughs> a rut. I'm no longer trying to curse off Nick off the show for, you know, role-playing a Goliath, and, it, like, it's working <laughs> out. And I'm hopefully not being as much of a rules lawyer, because I know no, I have great. that tendency. You're doing awesome. All of you are, you are very, very fun players to play with. And uh, for the last word, Nick, I think you have an announcement you'd like to just uh, clarify for the last time. I would officially like to announce that I'm leaving. No, I'm not. I'm just going on. Uh, I'm going on vacation, folks. I'm not going to be here for uh, the next episode of Casual Master Quest, and I'm not going to be here for the next few episodes of Casual Quest Masters. Um, but pay attention because something is uh, stuffs stuff's you know things are it's just too it's just <laughs> things are happening things are happening complete sentences man <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no yeah that's uh that's uh yeah i'm gonna miss you all i'll see you all in the new year hell yeah 20. uh nick i hope you have a great time overseas uh and glenn and i will hopefully handle down the ship before you know, we burn it to the ground and uh, we have a lot of cool stuff that's happening. But for now, that was the episode. That was Nick. That was Glenn. This is Tyler. That was you guys in the chat. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening on the podcast. Look, seriously, maybe it's going to be the last chance for all three of us to say this or at least for them to nod. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you for another year. But we still have a few more weeks before we officially wrap it up. And that was going to be it. Guys, thank you very much. And don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll see you next week, guys. Oh, Except for Nick. Yeah. <laughs> intro to the podcast titled casual master quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent revelries music you can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash revelries music or just click on the link in the show descriptions the background music is the album top 50 best classical piano music by brilliant classics you can find out more about creative commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.